0: This episode of the Busted Wide Open Podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles Champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny southern california. Welcome back to the Busty Wide Open podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 194. My name is Nick Howell, and
1: according to Jim Ross, on this week's AEW, a wounded
0: animal is at its most
1: dangerous when it is wounded. So I must be the most wounded animal of all because I am Sir Ian Dangerous, ah. and welcome to Busted Wide yes. Open. Nick, it's Royal Rumble weekend. It's finally here. The road to WrestleMania has begun. Ah, 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 ah. Oh my God! It's the excitement is real. It's palpable. There was so much that Ooh. went on this week. So much to talk about. AEW was on the Jericho Cruise at sea. Uh, NXT sort had of. a massive. <laughs> they were at. They were on the. They on a cruise liner on the ocean. Uh, NXT had a had a big old title change. More of the dusty classics. Some swerves. Some some crazy happenings over there. Getting ready for Worlds Collide, which is tonight. We got SmackDown that went go home to Royal Rumble, and there's then there was hard times. Hard times. Hard times. hard times. Pay per view was last night. Good God. There's so much to talk about, Nick. There's so much to talk about. We have to give our pickums mm. for the Royal Rumble on the show. So, we, we can't waste any time. Yes. We can't waste any more time. Let's do some housekeeping. Let's tell everybody where they can interact with us on social media and out in the wide web and, and where they can watch us, where they can hear us, and how they can interact with the show. Let's <laughs> tell them all that, and let's get into the meat of the show, baby.
0: <laughs> the wide web, Danny. On a lot of times when the, when the listeners are on the that's, Wide Web. web. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> come over and join us over on Facebook, guys. You're going to want to be in there this weekend. There's going to be lots of news, lots of updates, lots of fun memes, all kinds of good stuff, fun clips, everything. Just come over to Facebook.com, search for Busted Wide Open, and like our page and send us a join request to get into the group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. You will also find a link pinned at the top in our announcements for our Discord server. Now this... This, ladies and gentlemen, is the place to be if you're a fan of wrestling and you watch all of the shows throughout the week because we have dedicated channels all throughout the community there for AEW, NXT, SmackDown and Raw, all of it, even Impact, Ring of Honor, you name it, and much like this weekend, Hard Times last night, Worlds Collide tonight... And the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. We have dedicated live chat channels for all of them that Ian and I both participate in as well. Come hang out with us over in Discord and uh, with the rest of the phenomenal ones as well as we watch the shows together live. Uh, but you can only find that link at if you're watching on YouTube. It's in the description below. If you're over on orbitaljigsaw.com, you'll find a link there. But it's also pinned across all of our social media profiles. You can also have find a YouTube us YouTube channel. We, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Hang on, I, it's a new announcement. Oh. I want to, I want to break oh, wow. some news to people. Um, awesome. or, you can also find us. Speaking of social media, over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. And Ian, I wanted to let everybody know that in case they weren't aware, we have a YouTube channel. Like right now, we're live streaming on YouTube. Did, did you know, awesome. listeners, if you're listening on the podcast sometime later this weekend and you haven't heard this yet, we're recording this on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern every single time, like we do every single Saturday, as well as 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. We're doing two shows a week now. You guys might have noticed we're do- we've yeah. got more stuff, right? In addition, we're going to be doing our patron mailbag series, and we do all of it live. YouTube.com slash busted wide open. But, oh my God. I just want to make sure everybody knows we have a YouTube channel. So please come subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We're on that race to 1,000 subscribers. We're getting there, about halfway there. But, man, once we get over that hump, things are going to get a lot better because all the fun little things of YouTube just unlock. Unlock, yeah. We can take advantage of some of those those features and functionality. So come help us get there. Subscribe to the channel. And, hey, if you want to get notified and alerted every time we go live or every time we put up new content, make sure you jingle that notification bell as well. Uh, last but certainly not least, as I mentioned before, we do our patron mailbag episode immediately after this show streamed live on YouTube. But we couldn't do that without our patrons. Wanted to send oh. a shout out, especially to the couple of new ones that have signed up, I'm assuming, to get into the Patron Pick'ems Challenge yeah, going on we this go. weekend. The I guess this is like the fifth, fourth or fifth one we've we've done of these. I don't know. It's the fourth one. Yeah. Mania was the first one, I guess, right? Yep. So anyway, yes, guys, Brian Average, reigning, defending, undisputed Patron Pick'em's Challenge champion, Brian Average, will be defending his championship for the first time tomorrow night at the Royal Rumble man, we got the Pick'em Sheets coming for you guys. They will be up after this show. I'll be sure and post them in the group and across uh, social media and on Patreon, et cetera, for you guys. And for those of you that aren't patrons, if you'd like to get in, you can sign up over at patreon.com slash BWO. All you gotta be in is that $5 tier. And in addition to being able to participate in the Pick'ems, you also get access to the show notes for every single episode that Ian and I use to to record these shows, as well as the ability to ask listener questions for those weekly patron mailbags. Huge value. If you want even more, you can get bonus episodes at the $10 tier Skype calls with me and Ian up at the $50 tier every single month all kinds of good stuff over at patreon.com slash BWO Ian I don't want to waste any more time I know we got a no, ton sir. of show to get into let's kick things off by start talking about all elite wrestling
1: Well we were on the Jericho Cruise, the Rager at Sea. We we weren't. There's a, the the rock we and weren't. Wrestling Rager at Sea. <laughs> they we were, weren't there, right? Well, well we weren't. No, no. The show was. The show was, yeah. The show was the show the show was emanating from the from Nassau, Bahamas. They were uh they were docked in Nassau, uh, and I I I know right where they were. It's awesome. Um they were actually like, if you've ever been to Nassau, they were in that little inlet between uh, the where the Atlant- where Atlantis is on the little island out there, right, and uh, and then the actual main island. Um, actually, the Atlantis is on a little it's a little strip of island out there. It's now totally covered with with uh, with stuff, you know, and it's including a huge international resort. But uh, back when my dad lived there, it was called Hog Island, and he used to swim the shark infested waters between the, the island and uh, and Main Nassau, and uh, now those shark infested waters are filled with other kinds of sharks coming from all elite wrestling. And we started off this week with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega getting their tag team title shot against SCU. And, Nick, this was not how I expected this to go.
0: No, it was was not.
1: I was shocked. Uh, First of all, I was not surprised that it was a baller match. And it was a baller match. Very exciting, very fun match. Lots of great spots. Everyone got their shit in. Uh, they all worked well together, and it was fantastic. However, a total twist at the end, uh, there was even, right, like, close to the end, there was a miscommunication between Hangman and, Jer- and Omega, and here it comes. Oh, Hangman accidentally bu- buckshot Laird's Omega. That's it. Game over. is going to retain, and we're going to have some more dissension with Hangman, the Bucks, and Omega. But no... They actually ended up recovering from that snafu. And then Kenny Omega got taken out, and Hangman took out both members of SCU by himself to win the tag teamship. What well? Interesting. Was this the right call, Nick? Or was this did this kind of did this hurt SCU? Did this, was this too much for the storyline? Like what what did you think about it?
0: this i was so i wanted to say two things about this one you guys know how i feel about ad hoc tag teams that said it was the elite these guys have been hanging around each other for a while i'll put that aside
1: and and nick that's actually part of the story was that they're ad hoc like they even mentioned this later in the in the show where omega even said like we're not used to being tag team wrestlers it feels weird to be at the top of the tag division as two singles wrestlers uh and hangman even made note to say to the young bucks yeah it's weird that we got these titles before you guys so that's part. That's part of the story, which right. might actually kind of make the make the medicine go down a little better.
0: Oh, it totally does. And it, and like I said, it's these guys all know each other. They've been around each other for years now, and it it doesn't feel that way. They feel like more of a faction than an ad hoc tag team. So that aside, um, I was also feeling a little bit of a cool down. I'm curious to know if you were feeling the same way on SCU since we had the hype around Scorpio Sky and his chance with Jericho and all. Like they got the first titles, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, then what did they do with them? There hasn't been that that, much,
1: right? And that's kind of my problem with it is you could have given them more story, but ever since Scorpio had a shot against Jericho, they really didn't have anything for them, and that was a bit of a mistake, I think. It made it easier to take the titles off of them, but I think that now you have to give them something to bring them back up because otherwise they're just going to be a footnote in in, in, in a bigger story. Right. They'll the they'll have story. the first
0: ever AEW tag team champions bullet point on Wikipedia, right?
1: They'll always have that. Yeah. They'll always have that. So yeah, at this point with the story, what the story's concerned, like I'm starting to come around on like I'm not sure if they're trying to make Hangman sympathetic in this, but I mean Omega and the Bucks are kind of being dicks to him. I mean, Shivani just completely blatantly cut him off in the interview backstage. Omega was was and Bucks the Bucks both were just kind of dismissive of the fact that Hangman Did actually win that match himself. I'm wondering if that might have been an error in the storyline, or if they're actually trying to get uh, sympathy for Hangman.
0: Maybe. So it might be a combination of all of that. So the thing that I'm curious about is when. I don't want to rush this. It's it's a lot like what I said when we first started seeing Firefly Funhouse. Keep it in your pants. Long-term storytelling is a good thing. Let's continue to ride this train and as it click 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 up the roller coaster hill and before it goes, I don't want it to go over the edge right now. I want to yeah. keep building it, keep poking at it, keep you know picking at the scat, whatever. Just keep doing what you're doing because it's working and it's coming through the television set. The tension is palpable even through the TV. So well, it, and it keeps nailing. you wondering. Yeah. It
1: keeps you wondering and it keeps you want, like wanting to come back. Okay, what's happening next week right. with this storyline? Yeah. Totally. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Nick, next we had Hell's favorite harlot Priscilla Kelly debuting. Against Britt Baker. And, mmm, mmm. Uh, if we
0: didn't have such a massive show, I would love to go in on the AEW women's division again. Yeah. But we don't have that kind of free time. We don't really it's, have it, time. I'm on record saying what I said. Just go listen to that again. <laughs> it's, Priscilla Kelly is a huge talent. It was addition. a huge get for AEW. And, I'm going to spend one of mine. What the actual fuck? Like, oh, why are you going to... Oh, uh, why? 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 This is just another example of bad decision making in the women's division on AEW, and I don't, I don't get know it. about
1: bad decision making. I, I I don't think that fundamentally anything was wrong with this match, other than the fact that it just Britt Brit just did not look like sh, the timing wasn't there. The, the it, she looked a little bit. Mm, I don't want to say slow again. Like you know, neither you nor I are wrestlers. So commenting on people's wrestling ability is a bit of a, a, a chump game. Yeah. But something didn't click in this match. I'll put it at that. And something's not clicking with Britt Baker. She gave a, a promo afterwards where she, you know, and basically insulted Tony Schiavone. said, you know, you're lucky for you to be here. You were a barista before doing this. Uh, we know you plucked, plucked you out of obscurity after you used to be famous. And she, I don't even know if I'd call it a promo because she basically said the same two things, repeated it a few times, Try to talk to the crowd, and then they cut her off and went to commercial it was it was just it was awkward. the match was awkward. I thought Priscilla Kelly looked good. I mean, I think she's got a, a good ceiling, but I, man, I can kind of see whether they're pumping the brakes on Britt Baker a little bit here. I
0: was really high on Britt Baker if you guys remember you were. six months ago when we were getting ready to kick this off. I was like, oh my God, yes, she oh she's yeah. got it all. she's a superstar. look at that, oh God, oh the dentist thing's pretty cool. I have a lock job, that's kind of cool, I like it. yeah, nope. Over yeah, it. something done. Something Move on. <laughs> Damn, Nick, yeah. you're harsh. I've I've given it an, a good old college try. I've been behind her. I've picked her a few times for all this kind of stuff. And I, there is way more talent on this roster. That Chris Atlander showed up, and it was like, okay, Britt Baker doesn't matter anymore. That's how I feel about it.
1: What if we got like a real like like if maybe if Blue Meanie came back and she had a love story with Blue Meanie? No, big. Big, big guy in love story with a pretty woman? No? Only works for you on SmackDown. I have this right. kind
0: of snarky, snide gut feeling that the Brit Baker move and and push in the very early days was a, hey, Adam Cole.
1: Oh, hey, Adam Cole. stop it. They, they, come on They're over. not going to dangle a carrot. Adam Cole is being treated like a king in NXT. Uh, I know. There's no carrot they could dangle that for That inevitably him. ends. Get
0: out of here. At some point.
1: Take off your tinfoil hat. We also had a a very fun tag match: Jurassic Express, all three members versus Proud and Powerful and Chris Jericho, Santana Ortiz, mm. and Jericho. Fun, fun, fun match. Definitely this is how here you do to tag crowd to wrestling. please the this is, this. here to please the crowd. Get some uh, some big stuff in as well, and just be entertaining. No real plot. It was just a fun match. And it was fun. God damn, these guys are fun. Yes, they are. Everyone was having fun in this. And yet, you know, also got to show how athletic they were as well. Uh, Luchasaurus is still over as hell. Marco's stunt is getting more over by the minute. Um, He actually had... I loved the finish to this match, which was Marco versus Jericho. Mm. And Marco... And the the commentary team did a great job of of underlining this, was that Marco did not have the physical leverage to keep Jericho down. He kept, like, small packaging him or schoolboying him. uh, And Jericho just kept like, kind of somewhat easily kicking out. He was just getting, he couldn't keep up with Marco because he was so fast. But at a certain point, Jericho, you know, he caught him. The fly that was buzzing around his head, he smacked him. Gave him the uh, Judas effect. Marco was... (laughs) He was dead.
0: Two things I want to talk about in this match, or at least highlight. One, Marco's stunt coming out in a child's life preserver. (laughs) Just I, <laughs> thank you, Marco Stunt, for yeah. just steering into your own gimmick. I love that kind of stuff. Please keep doing that. If he had come out in like the big scuba mask, like the or the child's goggles right. or something, right? It just it would have just one upped it even further. Two, how over is Jericho? How what? Well, what legendary okay. status has Jericho. This is the one thing we're probably gonna like riff on a little bit because the legendary status that Jericho has achieved by. Leading a show, being the lead figure on an entire wrestling promotion.
1: No, no, Nick, let's break this down from the start here. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your, his entrance, Jericho's entrance on this week's AEW, the man came out on his own cruise to his own theme song that everyone in the crowd sang along to. And he came out as the champion of the promotion that he was in, of a billion dollar promotion. He's the champ of. There is there a higher pinnacle? I mean, yes. And, the entire, he and it's the, a
0: number one song, and the entire crowd is singing the chorus along with it.
1: Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? Like, he, th- this dude was the first, yes, he was the first uh, undisputed champion, in, or whatever, unified champion in WWE. Okay, nice accolade. But those of us who actually watched it at the time remember that they treated him like shit when he was the undisputed champ. And he was basically Stephanie's little whipping boy the entire yeah. time. And it wasn't exactly that. It was a pretty ignominious run, even though they gave him the accolade, and it looks good in the history books. At the time, it sucked. This right here. Oh, and they were drinking his champagne. Let's also let's throw that caveat in there as well. He couldn't stop. Like he was trying so hard not just like be beaming.
0: He had a good. I, moment. I can't. Blame he had a him. good moment there where he was just like, "Thank you." Yep. He's like, <laughs> "Yep." It. it how does not it get to better mention, than that? Not to mi- let's also people are paying thousands of dollars to go on this cruise just to watch some sweaty dudes hit each other. Okay, yep.
1: unbelievable, awesome. unbelievable. And I was one of the people that said, up wrestling on a cruise, what a strange and weird idea." Here we are, two years later. I'm like, "Well, god damn it, Jericho did it again."
0: The wind so, added at like production of. De- Oh, production design! Well, production design. like it sucked for you
1: if you walked down that aisle and you getting hit with sparks and, and whatnot as you're coming down. <laughs> that looked like it sucked. But uh, yeah, man, come on, Jericho, that's got to be that's got to be like a, a top of the mountain moment right yeah, there. Totally unbelievable. I I, I could not be, help but be happy for the guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just it was a fun match and uh, everyone had fun with it. Um. Also, something that was kind of crowd pleasing, we had MJF versus Joey Janela, which uh, was Went MJF's way when Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford came out and started making out at the top of the ramp. I thought this was kind of this was really like basic, Maybe. vanilla booking. Yeah, but at the same time, it you know it's vanilla because it it's worked all these times. Is okay? We know the Janella and Penelope and Kip. There's going to be something there. They're going to have to do something. He's going to have to do something about that. They're costing him matches now. Uh, and MJF got to you know yell at the crowd after the match, call out Cody, and say, "That's right, you can't touch me, dude. You suck." Uh, I'm going to kick your ass. you got to face Warlord in a cage. And Cody comes out. MJF says, hey, you can't touch me. Kicks the mic away from him so he can't pick up the mic. Uh, and then starts walking away. And Cody says, you know what? You're right. I can't touch you. But they can. And the Young Bucks had snuck up behind MJF. And they beat him up and, and super kicked him and threw him into the pool. Right. Apparently he Rightfully can't swim. So. Apparently he can't swim. So, yay, fun. Um, so two things here, Nick. One, Joey Janella. Is he? Are we finally going to see Janela have like a bit of a breakout moment when he actually has this feud uh, with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford? Because I don't feel like, except for All In, we haven't really seen Janela. Well, and maybe the Omega match on Dark, we haven't really seen him ball out yet.
0: Not yet. Um, I and I, I think the things that he was doing in Dark and the kind of hardcore match style that it, he tends to favor. Were, were we seeing that at his peak? Is he going to get an opportunity to have a legit program with someone like Kip? Are we going to care if it's only Kip? I say only Kip in the nicest way possible because he doesn't have a prominent position in the company and they're all on the card right now. But Yeah,
1: but he's facing Cody next week. So maybe that's a building up for that. So I they're setting him up to see. So, keep, so yeah.
0: does Joey come out next week to interfere with that? And it gets a little bit of heat on it because if you put those two out there together, it's going to be like, all right, that match happened. Why are we? What are, what are the stakes? Why are we supposed to care? Yeah. What's the story?
1: Right, and that's kind of what I'm worried about here is that you know they haven't really set up Janela enough to be the baby face in this, you know. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, yeah. I, I'm not. It's not quite clicking for me yet, but it, it totally could. And we'll we see. You could just be barking up a tree. Uh, I think one last thing I just want to touch on here is God damn it, Jr. It's not sweet shin music in AEW. <laughs> Bucks. Kick MJ up in the face and Jared Jr can't help it. The sweet chin music. No, oh, JR, Jr. No, no, Jr. No, no, that is JR.
0: reserved for one person.
1: No, Jr. Bad Jr. No,
0: uh, and then finally, the main event. Unless it's Mox. James Ellsworth and then it's no chin music,
1: right? Correct, or or if it's uh, dude love, it's sweet shin music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, main event Moxley versus Pac one eyed Moxley Arr, yarr, I am here for your number one contendership IB, and uh, it was him versus Pack. number one contendership match winner faces Jericho at uh, Revolution and this also didn't go the way I thought it was going to go I thought I thought pirate Moxley because he had only one eye was going to be uh, unable to finish like it was going to be an advantage for Pack. but s- I'll be damned Max beat him clean. Mox Max Mox beat him clean. Mad Mox Mad Max, he beat him clean. Nick,
0: uh, uh, how just, over is Moxley right now? And and kudos sure. to that dude for the last year six even just six to eight months of work that he's done. God, damn, what a year he's smokes. had!
1: What a year he's had! Championship back um, to back championship matches in the uh, in in the Tokyo Dome. <sighs> uh, ran the G one one of the number one guys in a new billion-dollar company. Like, you talk about Jericho having a big moment. I mean, Moxley's got to be living his best life right Obviously, really rough thing with the bursitis back in, in September. Yeah. That really derailed the year. But, uh, I mean... Uh, looking at the positives way outweigh the negatives this year for that guy
0: there's impact to too to me there's no way you could have put pack over moxley here is, is because you really you need a solid baby face to go up against jericho there's nobody right. r- that i mean and especially with what they did a couple of weeks ago with moxley basically accepting and then going nah, i was just kidding and that he at that point that was i, I feel like that was pinnacle mox right there it's like funny because
1: but it's also this, it's this, it's the thing of, do you put the title on Moxley this soon? If not, what do you do with Moxley if he loses to Jericho? So that's kind of where I'm at is, is it time to have a real contender go out to Jericho? And if so, someone like Moxley, do you give him the title? And if you don't, well, then what do you do? So I was kind of surprised with this. I thought Pack would be a good opponent just for Jericho to have trouble with, but then maybe cheat to put away and Pac stays bitter and goes and takes it out on the upper mid card. Yeah. Uh, and then Moxley is down the road some and maybe takes it off of him. So the fact that they want to have this match now is very interesting. It's very curious. I think that they could have kept that heat over the months. Like, oh, I remember back at the beginning of the year, you took the car and everything. You know, they could have kept that going. So, yeah, this was interesting to me, and it, because it also undercut Pack a little bit that he couldn't put down a one-armed man. Or one-armed. One-eyed, one-eyed man. Yeah, but right.
0: it also amplified how, just how good Mox is because he went out there and he beat it. I mean, even, even the bandage was covering like partially covering his other eye as well. So, I yeah. mean, it, it's it, was just, a very, it was like a solid kudos snake, like, to it, him. like a cocky,
1: solid snake.
0: Oh, so. that aside, you, totally. But that aside, I mean, he had like half of his other eye covered and he still went out there and put on a hell of a match with Pac, Pac, whatever, yeah. however the hell you say his name. The bastard. The bastard. <laughs> He's a bastard whatever Do, so like does he not know his dad from the north or... <laughs> not not a literal like, bastard literally or <laughs> no, no
1: no no the colloquialism okay. of bastard right. yeah uh, he's a, he's a uh, bad man. Good for
0: Mox. The Mox versus Not Jericho a nice thing guy. is, is going to continue to ramp up. This is we're going to have a lot of fun with this. I wouldn't be surprised if we start introducing some level of gauntlet like through he has to go through the inner circle. We already had the match with, I believe, Sammy Guevara. Does Jake Hager get involved because we're getting to get into February and his Bellator stuff ends? A lot of this yeah. stuff, uh I, I could uh, you could build a big program around this before you get to Revolution. I let's see what happens because I it's Obviously much better than I think it would be with Pac and Jericho. It's it yeah, kind of I, I just itself. thought
1: Pac and Jericho would have been definitely a, a delay tactic. But yeah. if they want to go straight into Mox right now, I'm curious what they have up their sleeves. We did so, notice um, a little
0: bit of a bloody spot coming through. They called it out on commentary as well. I don't know if that was some kind of capsule. Well, then or, they then know. they
1: ripped off the the bandage and there was nothing underneath. So I don't know right. if that was a, a messed up squib right. or what the, um, whatever. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was a fun match. And Moxley still only had one eye at the end Gar. of the match. Yahar. he only be having one eye. And no, and no peg leg, no, not here, no. or oh, pirate, even though they do be in the Caribbean Caribbean or the Caribbean. Caribbean. whichever way you be pronouncing it. So what was your overall thought on kind of like this theme episode, like the Jerry cruz episode? was it was it was it fun, like all the like, you know, having like, fun with where they were, like uh, Marco Stunt and the life preserver and MJF getting thrown in the pool and some of the fun they had with it. Or was it like, you think it was too light of an episode, like too silly of an episode where they no. kind of skated by on their theme and their kind of like special, the, the you know, the special nature of it.
0: One key difference, the audience. This was like uh, NXT at Full sale. The, the crowd yeah. is 100% engaged, 100% full of marks that know the songs, know the entrances, know the performers, know everything about... The roster, not and Jesus, not a fifteen thousand person fil- full of filthy casuals that are going to sit there most of the time. This was this was the AEW equivalent of going to having five hundred people at full sale. And, and because and and to that point, that's a good thing because it made it that much better of a show. Yeah, so that that's my that was my one take. I liked the wind. I liked the the fact that they kept the production mostly the same. Like how they got all of that on a cruise ship? Genuinely yeah. impressed. All the pyro, all the ramp, all the ring, every, just everything. You got it on the deck of a cruise ship. Kudos. I I come from a shipping background in a way, mechanical engineering. So I'm like that was that was pretty clever, pretty pretty good that they got that pulled off. So yeah, it's
1: pretty wild. But uh, well, what was interesting is that you know there's a lot of social media coming out from the rest of the cruise, and obviously all the wrestlers were on board too, having a good time. Much of like karaoke. Uh videos out, Moxley destroying Sweet Caroline, that sort of thing. Um, but apparently K was alive for some people, but not others. Uh, Andy Jessup actually reminded me of this in the chat. Uh, that Moxley kept that eye patch on the entire cruise.
0: Yeah, sell it, man. But like he was
1: he was be- but then on the other side, conversely, Jericho had a Fozzie show there. You know, he had a, he had, a, he had, a he had a concert, and Marco Stunt got up on stage with them and sung Sunglasses at night with them. And by the way, I've seen the video. Upstage Jericho hugely. Jericho's pitch is questionable. Marco's is spot. Marco's got a great singing voice. Nailed it. Uh, So there goes kayfabe right there, right out the window.
0: Sure, but I mean that's what those people are paying for, though. You know, of course, it's like paying for meet and greets. You know,
1: but this is what I'm saying. Like this is one of those instances where like people are, oh, you got to keep kayfabe at all time, or you could actually, you know, have fun. And we're, come on, man, we're all we're all. I'd be
0: pissed if I paid thousands of dollars to go on this like specialty cruise like imagine if you paid ten thousand dollars to take your family of four on the disney cruise and there were no disney characters in costume on the disney cruise wouldn't you be pissed off (laughs) yes well but well but
1: that that sounds like the costumes weren't on all the time and this is kind of what i'm saying you know what i mean but it's different with this one like we're saying the same thing they're not we're, we're saying yeah. the same. You, you were on yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this sound, sound like a lot of fun. Looked like a lot of fun. There's another one next year. So, more Sweet. to come. There's also more to come on this show, Nick, because we have tons more to talk about, including next up, we've got NXT. <laughs>
0: Lots to unpack that went down on this episode oh. of NXT. We've got Worlds Collide happening tonight, and a lot of things continue to build around that. We have the Royal Rumble tomorrow, and there's a lot of scuttle button speculation about ours. anybody coming up for the women's or the men's? We had title contentions. Holy smokes, what they can put in two, an hour and a half uh, of NXT uh, is amazing to me. Uh, we kick things Man. off right away with the Dusty Classic. The, I guess it's a semifinals, technically, right? Now we, we know our finals. Now the the yeah. weights defeat Imperium. What? Mm. This is the one that I just went. What?
1: Yeah, I was actually both. I was shocked at. Uh, I guess looking back, looking back, and now that we know our Dusty finals, I kind of went, "All right, okay, yeah, I see it, uh, and I like it." But definitely some shocks on this. Uh, Imperium taken out of the Dusty Classic. And on the other side, and oh, by the way, in a baller match, no shock there. Both but of But this these. match was yeah. awesome. Both of these matches. Well, so the other side of things, uh, I knew that Grizzle Young Vets and Undisputed Era was going to be great. I'm a little bummed that the finish was Imperium coming out to stare down Undisputed Era from the crow's nest and costing them the victory, and grizzled young vets going on. I like grizzled young vets going on, but I thought it should have been a straightforward finish the way it was with Imperium. Yeah. Just my thoughts on it. Like, give it a clean finish. Just show grizzled young vets are that good. Because now, if grizzled young vets beat the Broserweights in the finals, Broserweights are going to look like jokers because they couldn't take out the guys who couldn't take out Undisputed right. Era clean. Good point. So that's just my beef on that. Um, that being said, I like the fact that you had all these UK tag teams in here and one of them's going to the finals. Um, but that being said, Nick, let's, let's look at these finals. You have a real tag team, Grizzle Young Vets. Granted, they started off as two singles guys way back in the day, but at this point, you know, they've been – so did so did Fish and O'Reilly, sure. sort of. Uh, but, you know, at this point, they've won the, the UK tag belts. They're a tag team. Much done, and Matt Riddle – who really are just two singles guys they threw together for a tag team? is this going to be sure. another dusty classic where two singles guys that are a tag team win the whole thing again, yep. like Alistair Black and Ricochet, yep, like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, yep, you think Roseroyds are taking it again
0: yep uh, hmm. I had originally thought grizzled young vets you know but but you said Imperium at from the very beginning, I believe and yeah this really I thought they
1: needed i thought they needed to like you know really say you no know, Imperium's the real deal. The fact that they went out to the Broserweights clean and even Undisputed Era had like some help losing.
0: Yeah. That that was that was weird to me. So No, I, I see listen, they put uh, they put a microphone in, in Jack Zach Gibson's head hand again. Thank you for that because they listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was ball. Just let that guy cut promos for two hours. I would watch that every single That's week. That's
1: not even them listening. That's just common goddamn I, sense. I, I know, right. <laughs> just please keep doing that.
0: You know, I wish I had a shoe sitting here because I'd wave it around. Um, no, I, I, I was on the Imperium train as well for a minute. I never saw the Broserweights coming, but I, I do think we're going to get, we want to continue to promote in NXT, we want to continue to promote Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. And I feel like that—that's what they're going to do here. The Grizzly young vets, will be fine.
1: Oh, of course. So will Undisputed Aerosol. Everybody else in the Dusty yeah. Classic, but it's just, mm, just a little weird.
0: Are know. we going to do this again? Is the question like?
1: Yeah. Like, why? Why have the Dusty Classic for tag teams if two singles guys always win?
0: Right. I guess exactly. What I'm saying. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. So then we had uh we had a very interesting sequence of events. Uh, t- your your girl, mm-hmm. Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm had a match with Io Shirai, which oh. I can only imagine when that match was announced that that you immediately had a couple couple of very erect nipples over there. <laughs> and uh, and it was a fun match until the finish, where Bianca Belair ran out to cost in the match and start beat down Tony. Rhea comes out for the save. Big brawl between all four women. Uh. Were they trying to? Okay, so hold on a second. You have you have Bianca Belair who's facing Rhea Ripley in Portland. You've got Tony Storm who's facing her at Worlds Collide. What is Io Shirai doing here, other than just staying relevant? Uh, unless we're heading towards some sort of multiple women match at some point
0: for Take Rhea over Portland, pilot,
1: which I hope is the case.
0: We're probably going to have lot, a four way.
1: That's probably going to be more interesting and more protective. Than just having her versus Bianca Belair again, and having Bianca be the first woman out on a title hunt, yep, again, again, right? Because that was, was the same thing she did with uh, Shayna Baszler was, Yep. was she was the first woman, you know? Well, was not the very first. Was she? She was like the second or third, but still like early on in Shayna's run this year. Bianca was taken out. So yeah,
0: I'm looking at this. So let's play this out hypothetically. I, my gut feeling tells me Takeover Portland's going to have a fatal four way for the women. For the, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> the women's division NXT championship. Um, I'm looking at this going, Tony, EO, Bianca, Rhea, it's either EO goes over, which I don't think is going to happen, or I think Rhea retains.
1: Yeah. Rhea's got to retain. but at least she's she's protected by having multiple women.
0: Why? Sure. Why have all of this, this soon? Like it just happened yesterday. She just got the title yesterday,
1: right? You've got to move forward. You had two big shows. You've got to build up something, man. That's why. They have two big – yes, she got it yesterday right before two big shows, so you've got to build up some something for her to do. Uh, I don't blame them at all. So, yeah, it's – I think it's a little bit confusing right now. Hopefully, after we get past Worlds Collide, it will clear up a little bit and then past Portland, we'll we'll start you know smooth sailing again. Uh, one thing that is smooth sailing is Shayna Baszler. She had a match with Shotzi Blackheart, who eliminated her from the Women's Rumble last week. The little mini-Rumble they had on NXT, which is going to be better than the actual Rumble, mark my words.
0: Excuse me, it was a battle
1: royal. Oh, sorry, a battle royal. Not the but, royal royal. Uh, battle royal. <laughs> no, it wasn't a royal. It was a Rumble. <laughs> but You're right. It was a battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry to define the difference between a Royal Rumble and a battle royale. <laughs> this was a, a battle royale on NXT TV. <laughs> so she had a match with Shotzi Blackheart, who actually surprisingly held her own. Like, they, uh, the fact that Shotzi got as much offense as she did on Shayna, I think is telling.
0: Although She, had, she had the crowd, might, too. She did? She had the mob. Uh, she j-
1: Damn, like, I knew they were going to do something with her when they signed her, but I didn't know it was going to be this quick, Nick. that's She got the Rockets strapped like, that was, damn, that was quick, man, that they're giving her some love. I good wonder for, if it's going to keep Shayna up.
0: for Shayna for working with her, too, and giving her, putting that heat on her, too. So well, so this is the big question, though, isn't it, Nick?
1: Is this the Royal Rumble this weekend? And I've got my Vegas odds right over here. And you know who's the top to win the, Royal, the Women's Royal Rumble? Shane it's amazing. Charlotte and Shayna neck and neck on Vegas odds. Yep. So odds are Shayna's coming up and could possibly win that Women's Rumble. And this could have been her last NXT match. Or at least one of her last matches, and on her way out, not putting over Shotzi Blackheart, but definitely giving her some shine.
0: She did. I, I so. it, it looked like she was really and the crowd was into it. And Shotzi could be, Shotzi could be a female Keith Lee. She could be the next, uh, next one to really pop. You know, if she keeps ah! that kind of momentum going, you know, if she finds those moments, Keith is where he is right now because he is that good, and he also found those little moments where he was able to pop and shine and they were was no one like Keith
1: Listen, I know what you're I, saying. I am I know not I trying
0: try to see. compare apples to oranges. I'm, I'm saying yeah. that the experience could I'm not saying that Shotzi is the female Keith Lee. I'm saying that the reason that Keith got to where he is is because of those little moments. Shotzi's got all the tools. She's got the look. She's got the gimmick. She's got all that stuff. But if she can find those little moments like eliminating Shayna Baszler, right? Like yeah. coming out and having a really bang up match with her the next week. We need a couple more of those, and the crowd's already with her. So let's yeah, see what is, happens.
1: It's not it's not apples for oranges. It's more like a like a tangerine to like a large, excellent honeydew melon. You know, like it's it's
0: little. I, I it. prefer cantaloupe myself,
1: but of course you would. You're <laughs> a cantaloupe. Uh, so we also had Finn Balor have a little warm up match for his uh, World's Collide match against Ilya Dragunov. He basically just murdered Joaquin Wild, who has the worst entrance gear I've ever seen.
0: How about that Ilya seen. Dragunov video
1: promo? <laughs> not a vampire. <laughs>
0: <Whoa>. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's you, you. If you guys haven't watched NXT UK or followed Ilya on the on the Indies, he's fantastic.
0: I, I he might really have slept a little bit on Ilya Dragunov. Oh, you you abs.
1: I guarantee you did, Nick, because I've brought him up a few times, and you just kind of.
0: Yeah. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Totally, I'm doing tech stuff over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, he is he is the real deal. The only downside he has is that he's not that tall. But he he can go he can go um, and he's he's strong as hell like he's no he's genuinely the real deal but it's weird that he's gonna be facing Finn Balor because Finn shouldn't be putting him over at this point Mm-mm. but Ilya really needs to like have a signature win so I'm not sure what they're gonna do here I really am like what. Why are we having this match? This Which,
0: is whoever loses. What are you going to do? Not good for either one of them. Right. Um, and they, neither one of them could really use the win that much. It just feels like a really weird. Well, no, Dragunov could unstor- absolutely
1: use a win over Finn. That
0: would be huge for him. Sure, sure. But to what end? That's what I ask. You know, there's no there's no stakes or story here. It's let's build this into something before we have a match that could put one of them in a really precarious position. You know,
1: Ilya Uh, Ilya hanging his hat on the I beat Finn Balor post it would be huge for him. Sure, he could go a long way with that. Finn, conversely, if he loses to Ilya, that undercuts his momentum coming back. So I am very curious how they're going to work this one out. Um, I've I mean you know. I mean, they had Dragunov beat Cesaro for Christ's sake. So he's definitely on a roll. Yeah. Uh, but here, Nick, here's the big NXT news, what we've been rolling through for. It's that, it's that time, sir. It's that time to talk about the big main event Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. And we knew it was going to happen. Undisputed Era like jackals surrounding the ring. Keith Lee with his bum ankle, thanks to the attack on him last week. And they're surrounded the ring, they're always interfering with the match. He can't get a, a lick in edgewise. But I will be goddamn, Nick, if somehow, some way the big man triumphs, puts down mm. the North American champion with a new finishing. Well, he not new, but like we haven't really seen it before. Uh, and beats Roderick Strong. Keith Lee. Is your new North American champion? Oh,
0: my I'm, ting- go- I'm tingling. I, I just asking I
1: asking the glory.
0: It just I'm wearing so guys, I'm wearing my King Ricochet shirt today because I don't have a Keith Lee one yet. And the reason this is important to me is because we saw Ricochet in PWG and we saw Keith Lee I think less than a year later when he got the championship uh, in PWG. Ah. And just it's Man, Keith Lee was one of the guys that, along with Ricochet, that I like first latched onto from the Indies uh, there yeah. in LA, and just to see him. Hi, Dog Ziggler. Yes, we know you're excited about the win as well. Uh, we'll be yes. back to you hey, in he, a moment.
1: He's excited about the win and the fact that they're uh, they just brought his new bed to the front door. But, he's anyway, actually yes.
0: singing the dog version of "Don't You Forget About Keith." <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing right now. Um, he's, no, he's
1: doing his best imitation of the uh, the Baron Corbin uh, Roman Reigns yeah, intro theme. Yeah.
0: You said you had the Vegas odds up. We, yes. we now know that Keith Lee, I had, he was like my crazy shot call, hat pick, tinfoil yeah. hat bet to potentially go and win the Rumble, or at least really compete to the end like we saw him do at Survivor Series with Roman Reigns. Sure. Now that they have anointed him with a strap, I completely retract all of that he's he's sticking around he's going to be not the north american anywhere. champ he's not going anywhere which that makes my said, other pick even better um where do we see this going for keith lee
1: but yeah. we have had nxt champs compete in the rumble before oh sure so he could still show up he could i mean he he was never going to win the thing right and i bet it's what i was telling you tinfoil hat boy yeah but yes he's definitely he's he's sticking around now Yeah. um and that's kind of my question is, why I do this on TV? <sighs> I don't know. It was, it was weird timing, you know what I mean, to give it to him here. I'm not mad at it. I like the, I love the idea of... I'm you, so happy they, for they, that man right now. When I they almost do can't title even tell the words. <laughs> When they do title matches on TV, on NXT TV, you know we typically are like, oh, they're not going to change the title on TV. Urgh. The more you do this, the more that undercuts that and makes it so that every title match... You're, we're questioning it. We're like, well, maybe right. they could do it. You know what I mean? This, this makes us more. makes every title match more exciting on NXT. Great. Um, the only thing I'm wondering now is why show the cracks in Undisputed Era happening now? Is it leading up to something happening at Worlds Collide? Um, something happening after uh, the uh, Dusty Classic, Broserweights win and then go and take the titles off of them? And everything starts falling apart for Undisputed Era. Like what's what's the long term story here? Because NXT also does long term stories. What is the ultimate goal and why now? Again, not mad at it, just curious. Just mm, scratching the old chin chin chin. And uh, yeah, like why have him lose why have him get the title? Have Keith Lee get the title, Roderick lose the title right before Worlds Collide and Portland.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I would have saved this match, I would have continued to build it until takeover Portland. Which I'm looking up right now. I believe is the first week of February, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, February 16th. So I we got so we got like all three weeks to get there. Yeah. We could have done something for three more weeks. Would it have gone a little bit too long? Yeah. Was did AEW have the cruise going on and they had a massive main event for a number one contendership? So they wanted to one up and counterbook that? that. Yeah. Eh. Maybe uh, there's a lot of little factors there. Yeah. Um,
1: the the chat that our chat right now is saying like, it's definitely a ratings ploy. To, like, keep oh, yeah? people tuned in. they're getting yeah. murdered by AEW in the ratings, which they are. Yeah. So it, it absolutely could be, but uh, at the same time, I'm not mad at it. I'm so happy for Keith. And yeah, that's, really, that's all I got to say about it. This. this was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very curious to see if we've seen any other uh, big shakeups, after Royal Rumble weekend. Do you think anyone else is get, like Shayna Baszler, I think everyone's pretty much sure is going to come out for the women's rumble. Any other big names you think are going to show up at the Rumble? Roderick Strong. You think Roddy's gonna gonna be showing up there? Yep. Huh. Interesting.
0: I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if Gargano came out again. Uh wouldn't be surprised if Volter came out.
1: There's I would be very I would be very surprised if Valter came out. All right. I would. He said how much he hated the the Survivor Series thing. This would just yeah. be worse for him. That's true. So uh, and there's not a whole lot of slots remaining. Now they added two more this week with Miz and Morrison going to the Rumble. We're down like, to that's like, like, like
0: two like, or three, right? Like five slots left.
1: Yeah, and one of those has got to be Edge. So.
0: <laughs> oh day! I see clearly. Uh, I can't. Oh you know god! Me? I am. My, you know my entire body is going to just like seize up yeah. if that happens. The uh. reports
1: reports are he's in Houston.
0: And they had anyway. that picture of him looking at the rated R superstar knee pads. And oh, that's everything. old one. That's an old picture. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do.
1: <laughs> 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 the roof, the roof will come. Up. There's no roof. It's a baseball stadium. You guys place thought will come unglued.
0: New day coming out for Mania a couple years ago was the huge pop. Or the, sorry, the Hardy Boys returned. Hardy Boys. A couple yeah. years ago was the big oh, pop. Jesus. No, 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 no. Edge comes yeah. out, you hear Metalingus kick <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hear thirty thousand people lose their frigging minds.
1: Yeah, I was them. I was in the I was in the Bay Area uh, in 89 when the uh, in the middle of the Giants versus the A's game 4 and an earthquake, 7.1 earthquake broke the stadium, literally made a split down center field in a, in a back in the backfield of the stadium. This is going to be bigger than that yes. when it comes out.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So, Nick, that is it for NXT, but not really because we've got to talk about Worlds Collide.
0: Well, this is going to be a really fun show tonight. I expect it to be a really quick show. I think it's like two, two and a half hours, maybe. So maybe. let's let's go down this and see what it is. Just uh, some pickums.
1: Just uh, some pickums. Uh,
0: let's try and Come get on. this done asap so we can actually turn the show off and go watch this because I think it's kicking off at like <laughs> seven o'clock, uh, Eastern. Right. Uh, all right, kicking the show off in the pre-show, we have Mia Yim facing off against the uh, NXT UK champ, UK champ Kaylee Ray. Who you got in this one, Kaylee Ray? kaylee ray absolutely absolutely
1: yeah. kaylee ray she's yeah. the champ there's no way it's they're gonna make it's
0: not gonna be the one to dethrone her
1: well and she's not even gonna be the one to get a win over her like sure. it's not for the it's not for the championship it's just a essentially oh, this okay. whole show is well, just even then yeah. an exhibition
0: you know it, okay so th- no titles are changing hands on this is that the whole no. thing uh right. well our next
1: so we're both kaylee ray right yeah. The next, ti- the next one is the only actual title match where the title could change hands, and that is Angel Garza versus Swerve Scott versus oh. Jordan Devlin versus Travis, 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 effin' and Banks for the cruiserweight championship. This mm. is actually for the championship. So this is this is the title's on the line for this one. Uh, who'd you
0: got? As much as I want Killshot to have this one day, it's too soon. Angel Garza is gonna retain.
1: Absolutely agreed. Uh, this is not gonna be this is not gonna be the upset of the of the evening no uh finn balor versus Ilya dragunov gotta gotta be Ilya, really yeah Mm, i think finn's taking this one all right i think i think finn will like squeak something out either he'll cheat or some sort of i can see
0: some prince healy shit happening you know ref gets distracted uh, a dick punch or something along those something could happen sure but if it's a clean match i think Ilya gets the win here it will he, not be a clean match.
1: Rub. It will not be a clean match. He'll be protected in the finish, but Finn Balor's winning this one. Tony Storm, your girl, Tony Storm, versus Rhea Ripley. Come on, Nick. Are you going to stick to your guns or are you going to be I am. like me and pick Rhea Ripley? Uh,
0: because it's not a title match, I'm going to pick Tony Storm because it's going to put make her title contention that I think is going to be a four way in the future even uh, more relevant. So Tony Storm right. gets one over on Rhea Ripley here, and she will now have. Three victories, three mm. pinfalls that she can refer to back to Rhea Ripley. So
1: I'm not mad at your booking there. I'm not. I mean, like I like the idea that this is because it's non-title, she can get the yeah. and that's what they do in the main roster all the time. Is like you know the the contender has a win over the champ. Um, if done right, like if they do it here, if done right, it could actually make for an interesting story. They just don't often do it right on the main roster. No. Yeah, but no, you're right. I think that would be a cool story. I just don't. Think I that's got you
0: happen. again. I want my title shot.
1: I just don't think that's going to be what happens.
0: <laughs> I'll stick I, I with Tony. If you you're wanna, letting your you Tony love blind you. you. No. Uh, you, yes, you are.
1: Yes, you are. You're you're absolutely absolutely letting your Tony love blind you. Fine. When in doubt, when in doubt, ladies and gentlemen, remember, give Nick Tony Storm, baby Tony, storm storm so storm 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 every time. Okay. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. This is gonna, this is going to be the match of the night, I think.
0: It's got to be DIY. I think
1: I, th- I think they're going to blow people's minds. This the Cruiserweight match and the next match, I don't speak to Air versus Imperium. Oh, god.
0: Either look, it's one of two things. Easily DIY goes over. That's the easy choice, right? But if Nick puts his tinfoil hat on, are we going to see Champa go like, "Now was just kidding. I'm still a dick." <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, d- anything could happen here this match is i think is going to be the match of the night these four guys are going to go just ball oh, out
1: it's going to be, be insane
0: if i'm watching any match this entire card it's that right I'm watching for I that d- match <laughs> oh my god i can't wait to see tyler bait and johnny gargano just throw each other around oh and grapple god. and do all kinds of crazy shit please yeah, just can't. put it in my eye holes uh i'm gonna pick diy
1: Okay, yeah, I, I am too. I'm afraid. I I would like to pick Mustache Mountain, but they're reforming. Freaking DIY. It's DIY. Yeah. They're going over. They're going up. Trent Seven is eating the pin here. I'll say it again. Trent Seven is eating this pin.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, jo, I'll, I'll go one further and put it. It's a Gargano escape on Trent Seven.
1: Huh. Huh. I think it's just going to be a clean pin. All right. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll put that in as a plus one though.
0: I am. Uh, I, the more I'm thinking about it, my neck booking head is going ape shit right now about Champa turning on Johnny again. So I'm. I, we thought it was you done. Want to change we, it? we never got that, the finish to that story. Like I want that. I want to go back 18 months and let it finish. Damn it, you and your neck.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's done now, man. You yeah. can't. You can You know what I mean? You well, can't. I'll do the, a plus
0: uh, one if you want to call a pinfall on Trent Seven. I'll call the Gargano escape on Trent Seven.
1: I just, it's already in the notes. It's cool. It's final
0: match uh, Undisputed Era facing off against Imperium uh, for the final of the Dusty Classic. I, is this what this is?
1: No, no this they, is just no, a they grudge lost. match. Undisputed Era came in and messed with Imperium oh. after uh, Takeover Blackpool. No, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> NXT UK Takeover Blackpool 2.
0: Right. Good job.
1: <clears throat> they messed with them after that. Uh, Imperium messed with uh, Undisputed Era, cost them the Dusty Classic. Now it's a grudge match. That's cool. what this is. Uh, Walter slapped Adam Cole into another dimension on NXT this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two square off for sure. Uh, so who do you have here? Undisputed Era or Imperium?
0: I think Imperium gets their, 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 their juice back here. Their,
1: their moment? Yep. I would, I, would, I would prefer Imperium to win. I would. But I think it's going to be Undisputed Era again. Yep. I think they're going to show that they, they haven't lost their mojo quite yet. Um, I think I think for the sake of empowering them and showing that they're the new big faction, Imperium should win, and that Undisputed Era is on the decline. Right. We just just saw uh,
0: Strong lose the North American Championship to Keith Lee. We saw Walter slap, like you said, slapping around Adam Cole. Adam Cole, several people have their eyes, including Champa, have their eyes on Adam Cole. I feel like we 2019 was the year of the rise of UE. I think 2020 is going to be the year of the the decline. Yeah, right? Exactly. It, it's Rome collapsing. Right? It's the, the one of the yeah. greatest stories in the world is the collapse of ancient Rome. So, um, so I, I, let's let, let's watch it. Let's watch UE burn for the next few months because I, that would be really <laughs> entertaining. I'm
1: actually picking UE to win this, just because it's undisputed era. Yep. But uh, I definitely, this is a coin flip for me, and I'm pretty much only picking it because you picked Imperium, and okay. I want to have a good little bit of competition. Yeah. But that's not all the competition that there's going to be this week, Nick. We have the Patrons Pickems Challenge this Sunday for Royal Rumble. Mm. That's coming up. But We can't talk about the Royal Rumble just yet, Nick. No, no, because we had a go-home show over on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs>
0: Are you ready? Are you ready? No, I'm not. Isn't hey, it shout, bad, out not shout out to, out to Michael the in the chat real quick for the $3.31 in the tip jar. Thank you very much, sir. I really you, appreciate sir. it. Thank you for your Why donation. Why not $3.16? I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's, was that some underlying meaning in the three thirty-one that I don't know about? I don't, I
1: don't know. know, but I'm not mad at it. All right, cool. I, I appreciate every cent counts, man.
0: Yeah. So Thank you, you guys it. very much. I really appreciate yes. it. Uh, kicking thing, well, not kicking things off, um, in the middle of the show in a weird spot, the big one, we had several big stories in motion. Um, I really liked the way I want to start off the top. I really liked the way we closed out SmackDown this week. Well, Um, let's, we'll get to that. Let's
1: talk about, yeah, let's talk about how we opened SmackDown instead and we'll get to how they closed it. Yeah. They opened it with a very long three on three match. It was kind of a three on three match. It ended up being a two on three match for most of it and then it was, the three-on-three three again at the end. Uh, just classic WWE-style match. Again, Roman and the Usos versus Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. This was a long match, Nick. Man, this went on for a while. Jimmy Uso gets, quote-unquote, injured pretty early on, taken to the back. And then it's just Roman and Jay fighting against the odds, Nick. Fighting against the, the, the scalded, the starving dogs. <laughs> The jackals that are Corbin, Ziggler, and Rude, And for some reason, because, you know, they're heels and they suck, Corbin, Ziggler, and Rude can't put down Jey Uso and Roman Reigns by themselves. And uh, they hold off long enough for Jimmy to come back. And Roman and Corbin fight off into the crowd kind of like how they will on Sunday. Wink, wink, wink. And then uh, Jimmy Uso is left alone in the, room, in the, in the, in the ring with Bobby Rude, Gives him a splash for the win. One, two, three. So, a couple questions here, Nick. One, did you feel this was satisfying? Like, was this, this, you know, in the context of it was a largely kid crowd? Like, there's a lot of kids in the crowd here in Dallas. Um, And they loved this match. Good God, the crowd was into this match. We say this every week. But once again, this setup is working. The crowds love this. Um, But did this work for you sitting on your couch and after the Royal Rumble? Do you think that this setup should continue where it's Roman and the Usos versus Baron and the King's Court?
0: Well, first question first, because the second one requires some philosophy. The so first one,
1: oh, oh Lord.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You spun me up with the second question. Uh, the first one, though, i if this were a title contention, I would hate this. I would absolutely hate everything about this. The fact that it has, there's not a title anywhere near this, I, I, I enjoy it. I'm enjoying. I don't like the dog food stuff, but if we look at the last three months of how we've kind of gotten here, the dog food stuff was the most
1: entertaining part of this. I thought
0: it was it was it it was it wasn't bad. It was inter- It was like, and I feel it was myself shocking. weird saying that I kind of enjoyed, and I was you know just popcorn. Well, watching your a favorite. Your match. favorite
1: part was the uh, was the Chihuahua Bark Roman Reigns theme, which I yeah. s- could stand. That was stupid, but. And the, the 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 mascot, we were
0: crapping all
1: over that when it happened.
0: Well, I thought it was my comedy moment of the year, you know.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> no, I listen. If like I said, if this were for a title, I I would hate the entire storyline. Right. The fact that there, I actually appreciate this more because there's not a title, and we're actually getting. Uh, a level of story and a feud, and we've introduced the Usos into it to team up with Reigns. Now to your second question, do we think this will continue beyond Royal Rumble? I really wouldn't be mad if we had a sort of Samoan dynasty kind of faction form with they're Roman Reigns them, and the Usos. They're calling them
1: the bloodline. Like, they're already the, kind of happening. Kind of I like that faction. a lot. The bloodline.
0: I really like that. I'm not mad uh, at that. Uh, and if, you know, you introduce the legacy of Rikishi, uh, uh, Rocky John, or uh, The Rock, and that family side, and then yeah. does Samoa Joe come along at some... Okay, now you're getting into Nick Booking territory. What do you, Samoa if she Joe. shows up and we now have a female in Good the faction, God. then I'll, I'll shit all over this. But I am not mad at Roman Reigns and the Usos in a New Day-style faction. Free well, maybe Bird not style New Day-style
1: faction. Maybe not Free Bird. Okay, yeah, we'll go for Freebird, not New yeah. Day. But yes, a tag I, team I, and, a,
0: I, and a singles guy.
1: I could see some value in that. And... Having Roman and the Usos, you know, doing factiony things against whoever, whether it's Baron Corbin and his faction or Sami Zayn and his faction, like whatever. As it, it keeps Roman out of the title picture. Yep. It keeps him doing interesting stuff over in the sidelines, and frankly, he's playing to something that is his strength right now, which is putting on these kinds of 25, 30 minute WWE style crowd pleasing matches. And, and he's nowhere near a title. Like you said, and there, and he doesn't it's it's pretty he, good. Be. he doesn't need to be near a title. It's Roman. <laughs> He's a, he's a draw in and of himself without any gold around us, and I'm glad they're they're playing it that way right now. You know, that's refreshing, as opposed to us sitting here and being like, oh, well, the title's being taken up by Roman. Whatever Roman's doing again. Oh, well, Roman's on the show. He's in the middle of the show, but yet the title's now in the middle of the show because Roman's there. You don't need to double down on it. It's just exactly. it's Roman. It's fine. Don't Whatever put all he's your eggs doing. in
0: one basket. And I say that about Corbin. I say that about Ziggler. I say that about... Uh, Reigns, I say that about the Usos, you don't have to have belts on all those guys to make this kind of a story, a big package, relevant. It's doing that all by itself, and it's been some hard work for Corbin, it's been hard work for Ziggler, it's been hard work for Reigns, and now we've got the Usos in there too, and it feels like it's all finally clicking. The Usos were kind of the missing piece of the thing, and I didn't know that we needed them in this, and I I really enjoyed it this week. I really enjoyed them overselling Jimmy hitting the back of his head when you can see he kind of came down on his side. They even slowed the slow, showed the slow motion. Anyway, that said, (laughs) I'm I'm fine with this. I I really have no gripes about it. It took a while for us to get here and for it to find its stride, but I'm fine with it. If it keeps going beyond this, which I suspect it will, I suspect this is something that's going to run all the way up to mania. Frankly.
1: Um, uh, maybe yeah, maybe in some form. I, I think people are going to get really sick of it if it's Corbin and Reigns all the way to Mania. They're really—I mean, it's already felt like a long time. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling Roman will, will change course somewhere on the way, and and the booking of the Royal Rumble match may uh mm, may play into that. But we'll get to that. Uh, this took up a good—I mean—quarter of the show, whole show. So they're definitely trying to kill. So they didn't have a whole lot more to plan for the Royal Rumble, so they're just killing time. Uh, they also—they did not kill time. In the main event of the whole show, as you said, the closing moments of the show, which was supposed to be a contract signing between Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, which, of course, the entire show was sitting there going, well, how the hell is this going to work? Well, as it turned out, here's how it worked. Daniel Bryan was out in the ring with Michael Cole, and sure enough, signs the thing, calls out The Fiend, says, we're having a strap match, and Bray Wyatt shows up on the Titantron in a pre-recorded little bit that Daniel Bryan had to kind of fit his words in around, but whatever, production, you know, Foibles aside, it was still pretty entertaining because Daniel Bryan was saying, you know, come on out here, uh, face me. And Bray said, essentially, why are you ca-? You know, he had the th- fax machine. He was like, I'm trying to fax in my he, my contract signing, but it's just
0: not he working. He had a fax machine. <laughs> Can I just say how much I loved that he was there? And there were wads of paper like it, like the fax machines always jam, right? It's a fun trope, but he had been trying to like fax over copies of the thing and it started to go and then it locked up again. Listen, it started as te- smoking. Yeah. Uh, as yeah the tech, tech guy, guy, I know you love I, that. I, yeah. Just as an older guy that we used to rely before email and before texts and before Facebook Messenger, everything was a fax. So now <laughs> to has to see him trying to fax in his contract signing, I just, that tickled me in all the right places. So yeah, yeah. really it enjoyed was that. It was,
1: it was fun, and I also liked when it turned dark. And he said, You know what? I probably shouldn't be there anyway because I'm not the one you're having a match with. It's him. Ooh. And he says that everything is and Daniel Bryan kind of just squares his shoulders. He's got the strap on his wrist because he just, just kind of show him what's going to happen on Sunday. And the lights start going down in the arena. And Daniel Bryan's Michael Cole gets the hell out of the ring, which is a nice, nice. Uh, my maggle just went flying out of that ring. Daniel Bryan's like, All right, he's ready for it. Lights go out. Sure enough, they come back up. Fiend is standing right there at the table. And first thing he does, mandible claws Daniel Bryan into submission, Whips, rips off his nice new organic recycled material shirt and starts whipping the crap out of him with that, with that strap.
0: Whipping the crap out of him. Legit, too, because after the bit, there were the oh, red yeah. welts.
1: <sighs> you know. Legit whipping the crap out of him. And then goes over, takes out a pen, stabs himself in the hand, Smears the blood on the contract, brings it back over, and uh, disappears. And then the lights come back up. Daniel Bryan's lying on the floor, back covered in welts, with a bloody contract lying on the floor next to him. And the commentary quietly saying, "He signed it in his own blood," uh, which was the low part of this for me. It was commentary he, not he stabbed the
0: hurt hand too? That was another thing that I took away. I was paying. I paid attention to that. So yes, it, details. Right, details matter with the, with this uh, with the Wyatt Fiend thing. So. Yes, smears his handprint in blood, signs it, and starts laughing. He got a "you got issues" chant out of the out of the crowd, which was yeah, that's great. Okay, you got issues.
1: You guys are well, creative. creative.
0: Uh, <laughs> you, I, I prefer I
1: prefer uh, you sick f, but you know whatever. Uh, all right, so I thought nice, nice, scary, brutal, little segment here. I I thought it was a good go home for this match. It's uh, planted some doubt. In my mind, because Daniel Bryan got beaten down here, is like, well, maybe does did Daniel Bryan actually maybe have the Fiend's number, or is he going to come back from this, or is this just kind of showing that maybe Daniel bit off more than he could chew? That I loved, I loved the signing it in his own blood. I thought that was a great detail. Um, it's keeping the Fiend just genuinely terrifying. So yeah, I I also I dug this uh, except for the goddamn commentary. Corey and Michael is not able to shut up over in the sidelines while Bray's doing this stuff and they're just having to like quietly pretend like they're scared of him. Yeah, that 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 pissed me off. But aside from that, I thought good go home for this for this match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really don't have anything else to say about that. That was it just it was what it was. I was like, cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do with this match because this could easily turn into a quick squash.
0: I think it and, should be.
1: But will that be satisfying for people?
0: It like, will. are people going
1: to be like, uh... Yeah.
0: Next, Daniel Bryan got ahead of himself. You know, we bought we bought some time to get to, ma- to the what? Rumble, and then we find whoever... Look,
1: what do you do with Daniel Bryan then? What do you do with Daniel Bryan if, if he He'll gets be crushed fine. by the
0: Fiend? He'll be fine. I'm okay, more what interested do? in what's next for the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. And I think we're going to have an outcome from Royal Rumble. Someone who recently turned a very face. And... That's my whole thing. We'll get to that when we get to our pickups, <laughs> but I'm uh, not I'm not spoiling that right now.
1: Okay. All right. Well, then let's move on and talk about the rest of the show. Um, I felt like overall SmackDown was a little bit flaccid this week, but better than it has been. Agreed. And partly because they, in my opinion, they if not completely turned the ship around, then they did a great job of writing or re like writing the course of one of. The were like the the less uh, well done angles they've had recently, and that was Lacey and, and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Where I just haven't felt like it clicked at all yet. Lacey has just not really. She's been a face, but it's just kind of generic. Uh, Bailey hasn't really come across as really like just a, a asshole heel. Like you can't really buy into her yet. Uh, but much that they've tried, it just hasn't clicked. It goddamn clicked on this show, Nick. And it clicked because they took some big chances, and I think that, by and large, uh, it worked. Mm-hmm. At least it did for me. So I know. I know. I never
0: want to hear good. Michael call, Cole call another woman sexy.
1: Oh God, yeah. What do you? what do you get? Uh, that sassy, was that
0: was the cringeworthy moment Southern of the Like, uh, like uh, sassy Southern Belle is enough. That's enough. If I, if you I don't took need to add drink. the other sexy. Like, oh my! bagel, stop add it!
1: A add a few s's <laughs> no. and sexy. Uh, if I had, if I had to take a drink for every time that Michael Cole made me cringe oh. on WWTV, I would be in the hospital. Uh, but yeah, this was this was a bad one. But then, so he's got Lacey at the top of the ramp, and he basically interviews her about who she is and why she is mad at Bailey. And I'll be damned, Nick. Like this, uh, Lacey got real here or if not really like she she accessed something because she basically turned the waterworks on early in this promo where she started to michael said you know you had a rough upbringing you want i know you want to try to give a better life for your daughter now and, and show people that you can you know overcome these things and Lacey started talking about her father and his trouble with addiction and mental illness and dealing with that and like saying he never came out of it you know what i mean like he never got the help he needed and she started breaking down and they actually, she didn't stop breaking down for the next little bit until they, they had to go to, they didn't have to, but I think they, it was scripted that they go to a video package of her and Bailey's feud, Bailey insulting her daughter and getting in her daughter's face, Sasha getting in her daughter's face. And um, she was a little bit more composed when they came back. But I have to say, like, the promo wasn't, from a technical standpoint, a great promo, and it went on a little bit uncomfortably long because of how shook she obviously got herself. But she got me with those emotions. I'm not going to lie. Like, that was a a very real moment for her. Um, And I think one of the controversies I've seen about it is, uh, is WWE exploiting personal pain for ratings and money again? Where they're utilizing her real pain and her real suffering in her life um, as a way to make themselves money and get this angle over. Do you think that that's the case here? Like, I've seen people call out, like, uh, Charlotte and Reed Flair, uh, where they where they brought up that storyline. I didn't feel this was exploitative in that way. I, I feel felt like... like this was in, go ahead. I was just going to say, I felt like this was more in Lacey's control and that she actually, she didn't get too specific about it to the point where it was exploitative. It just felt like uh, she was melding her real life with her character a bit. Uh, and it, it, it didn't... It, I know it made some people cringe. It didn't get there for me. No. Uh, how how was it for you?
0: This felt like one of those ideas that she would have taken to Vince. And he went, yeah, that sounds good. Do that. You know?
1: I, or, I mean, or if Vince, you know, at some point, obviously, you know, they're all talking about who they really are backstage and trying to get to, you know, they're trying to get to know him. And, and Vince says, that's a great story. You got to, you got to tell that on TV. Sure. And, and the thing is, is, you know, the, the way that she's establishing it, she's saying, yes, I had this trauma, but I'm taking strength from it. Um, that's not what they did with Reed Flair. Like that was much more of just a hey, did you, hey, did you know her brother died. It was really, it was really sad. This felt more like, yes, I've had these hard things, and this is why I want to become a platform for people to, over, you know, overcome that. I want to be a babyface? All this it felt like a babyface promo to me. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it's based on reality or she's embellishing it for K favor or doesn't matter, that's a babyface promo. Hey, I've had these. I've had hard times. And I'm trying to be a better person, so I can, you know, be a role model for people. Like, and especially when you're contrasting with Bailey, whose shirt is now a sarcastic. Bailey is my role model, and she's the ex-role model now. That actually juxtaposes well with Bailey. So, in that sense, it actually did work for me. Um, I wish I could debate Steve from Going in Raw on this. I know he hated this promo, and he was he couldn't wait for it to be done. And I was like, this. I thought this was great. I thought thought
0: this was fantastic. And and it was built around. it was cleverly produced as well because it was cut in between with you had a, a, a promo backstage with Carmella and Dana Brooke going, "No, I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble. No, I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble. No, I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble." And it it cuts away completely from Dana Brooke because I guess they don't care about Dana Brooke over to Lacey beating the shit out of Bailey. Sure, and, and that was th- and th- was, th- you oh, had damn. all of this going on. Well because
1: Bailey jumped her at the end of this promo and honestly the suddenness that Bailey jumped her with and the viciousness right after that emotional promo I thought it was great. I was like, oh damn, Bailey. And then they were still brawling backstage as you said. So um, all and of it this kind of
0: swirled together and and I really enjoyed it. There's no way they're not putting that title on Lacey Evans on Sunday. I'm comfortable going ahead and saying that.
1: Well, we'll we'll get to that in the picoms, yep. but basically I just wanted to end this by saying like, you know, you had Bailey and Lacey brawling for the rest of the show. They interrupted a Fire and Desire and Bliss cross match, which thank God they did that um, and turned into basically a Royal Rumble preview. Yep. But I thought that, okay, now I feel like these two women actually hate each other. I know why. Lacey defined that. Um, Butters is calling it pandering in the chat. She, was, it, was it pandering? Yes. Did it get the feud over? Yes. Yep. It, that's. Hey, at the end of the day, it freaking worked. For me at least. I, and then having this big brawl afterwards, I understood why Lacey would want to have this brawl with Bailey. It's like, how dare you interrupt me? When I'm talking about like what you guys, what you bullies did to my daughter, I'm, I, the bully angle is just annoying to me because WWE is the biggest bully of all. But no,
0: all it is is telling that Lacey Evans has been through hard enough times psychologically that there's nothing Bailey can do to to defeat her cuz she's right. already been through any 10 things 10 times hard. That's the psychological play here. And it yeah, right. it just says it's 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 calling your shot. It's she's it's like what win.
1: whatever it was a week or two ago where they were brawling like Lacey was attacking Bailey and Sasha backstage and she injured, injured Sasha's ankle. We had no reason why she would have attacked them. It it didn't it didn't it felt kind of almost like a heel move on Lacey's part. Yeah. Like, why would you be attacking them? This now with this attack and this brawl here, it's like, "Okay, we see why she's attacking Bailey. We see where the vitriol comes from." It makes sense. Um, and to me now, I'm like, okay, cool. Now I feel like you have the setup for this match. Right. So good job. I, I Obviously, I, they, they, they turned it around the last second, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, not 100%, but certainly a lot better. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I have to say about that is just, you know, that was their Women's Royal Rumble brawl moment was – Mandy, Sonia, Lacey, Bailey, who scampered out of there, and then Alexa Bliss and, and, and Nikki Cross, and that was it. They didn't have a whole lot of women out there to, to show off. The Dana Royal and Rumble Carmella
0: song. were they out
1: there for that brawl? Like, I don't let, think they let's were. Point of order: they were in the backstage,
0: quick. but other than the Lacey and Bailey thing, like there's no other like women's stuff going on, right? Am I? Yeah, well, Beck, we've got Becky and Asuka.
1: Becky and Asuka, That's kind of where's a big one. Charlotte in the Royal Rumble. She's the first one that declared.
0: Is that telegraphing?
1: Maybe. We'll have to talk about it when we talk about our pick But right. before we get to those, there's a couple more matches we have to talk about. Next, I just want to do the pick about... I know. I know you do, buddy. Hold on. We're almost there. Because uh, these next ones we can talk about really quickly. Kofi Kingston versus John Morrison. Baller. John Morrison. Of course, of course it was. These two guys. Good Lord. I'm, we're, it's 2009, Nick. Right, exactly. It's back. Uh, it's back and it's, it's still good. Uh, Yeah, they went out and had a really fun match. Lots of crazy, innovative spots, as they say. And uh, once again, John Morrison picking up the win with Starship Pain. After a little bit of a distraction, Miz distracting Kofi, uh, getting taken out. But then uh, Kofi eating a Starship Pain. A really good-looking Starship Pain. It doesn't always look good uh, because it's a tough one to pull off. That's why AJ doesn't do the spiral tap anymore. He's like, I couldn't hit it all the time. (laughs) Uh, But Morrison doesn't care about those things. He just wants to go out there and, hey, he's having fun, Maggle. Um, so are we setting up for like a little thing at the rumble between these two guys? Cause they're both in the rumble.
0: Maybe. Are Kofi
1: we and Morrison having some, like, cause you know, they, they have to have like the little mini stories in the rumble. Oh, sure.
0: I, I wouldn't be mad at a Kofi Morrison program.
1: Like in the rumble, like they have a little, like a little, uh, like, a, oh, like, like a, a stunt who can off do the, kind of thing. Yeah, like a, who, can, who, can, who, who can, who can
0: hang can, from the road? Who can not touch the floor? Who not get eliminated? Who's going to jump the barricade or walk on their hands or any of that crazy stuff they've sure. done in the past. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, please I, do that.
1: I think, this, I think that's what they're setting up for. And I'm not <laughs> mad at that nope. at all. Give me that. Yes. Um, and uh, just a last capper on this, like, you, we were kind of complaining about how they brought John Morrison back. Like, ah, oh, it wasn't a big enough debut. Oh, I just didn't have this kind of sizzle that we really wanted. He just beat both members of New Day back to back week after week. Pretty Can we? Should we stop complaining about how they brought back John Morrison now?
0: No. I mean, he looks we're, like we're he past looks it at this goddamn point. good. Yeah, oh, he looks great. We knew he would. If, but uh, we well, wanted the big pop moment of I the surprise Royal Rumble entrance. Sure. And
1: but and I guess what they're showing us we don't always have to have that son of us it can be like, "Hey, remember this guy? Yeah, he's really good. Remember how good he is? This is how good he is. Do you see how good he is?" And it builds like that. You know what? I have no more complaints about how they brought back John Morrison.
0: Just have to change his name to Johnny Smackdown, please, ASAP. <laughs> It, it doesn't work unless you I, change his name to the promotion he's in.
1: That's true. That's true. Very true. No. <laughs> uh, finally, Elias came out and sang a really just terrible song about the Royal Rumble. I hate him as a face, Nick. I hate him as a face. I that's, really do. That's not what him. I'm I, mad
0: about at this segment. Elias I, is fine. Elias, I have no... Elias is fine. All right, well, let's talk about what
1: made you mad, and that was the fact that he brought out Braun Strowman to sing along with him. But before the big man could get any more than a note off, out came Cesaro, and Cesaro, and and uh, Cesaro, and Nakamura had a match with Braun and Elias, and it was a match. Um, Elias picks up the win with a big elbow drop off the top on Cesaro. So, <sighs> Nick, what what pissed you off the most about this match? The fact that it was just kind of there, and they're like they didn't really do anything with this feud. Or the fact that Braun Strowman is being made to look like a complete goofball.
0: Uh, I have no problem with the match. Uh, okay, per se, it is what it is. This is all ultimately leading to Braun Strowman getting the Intercontinental Championship off of Shinsuke Nakamura. It's That's gonna, a bold statement. It's going to happen at
1: this point. Okay.
0: Um the the thing I have a problem with is sing and dances circus show sideshow act Braun Strowman instead of. Monster among men. I flip eighteen wheelie, wheeler trucks over. Right. I rip doors off of cars. Strongman, beef meat castle. Braun Strowman, um, dancing with the new day. Coming out to sing karaoke with Elias. Uh, no, I I want I want big man back. I want scary, I can undefeatable, insurmountable monster among men back. Because good lord, they, they just it, talk about a missed opportunity if they if they screw this up. And and they're going down the path of screwing what do you this mean up. If
1: they screwed us up.
0: And big they're well, they're it's not they're they it could still be saved. But they're about uh, six to twelve months away from really squandering Braun Strowman. And
1: We've been saying that for a year and a half I know, now.
0: I know. I know. And I, I just held out hope because there were all these little potentials. And they had him winning those Greatest Royal Rumbles and all the big mad, big men stuff, right? Still called. it. They had the thing with Bobby Lashley where they were doing the strength spots and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's good. We might get rat, Okay. Nope. Now we're singing and dancing. And I'll tell you what, if they if they mess up Braun Strowman, that's yeah. going to be one that people are going to look back on in wrestling history and go, I mean, that guy could have been something.
1: Nick, we are... <clears throat> Hashtag skeptically optimistic on this show. We tend to be, you know, looking at the brighter side of things. There's shows out there that are already saying Braun's done. He's toast. He's never going to be what he could have been. Um, And uh, depending on how they argue that point, sometimes I can see it. Yeah. Because one of the things they're saying is like, you had to strike while the iron was hot. Now there's always going to be that air of, you know, "Eh, he's just not quite as cool as he was at the one time. They would have to break him all the way down and build him back up again. Is is the argument that there is. Uh, you know, because the, the bloom is off the rose, as it were. So, I don't know. I am definitely of two minds about it as well. It's going to depend on, uh, you know, a lot of things. What they do with him Sunday. If he, you know, wins the tag team championships with another kid at WrestleMania. Which you loved at the time and I saw as the beginning of the end. And look where we are now.
0: I agree. I was, I was blinded by the moment. You were.
1: You were. And I think that I think that might be what will be happening in WWE as well, where they're blinded by having these oh fun moments. Like he's big, it'd be funny if we did this. Wouldn't it wouldn't be funny if
0: just, he goes out and sings.
1: <laughs> but it's cumulative. It's cumulative, and week to week you may get lost in the in that in the one moment, but after a while, all people remember about him is, oh yeah, he used to flip cars, now he's just kind of a goofball. Yeah. I can't take him seriously. And so that's what I'm kinda of worried is happening too. Yep. 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 Let alone what's happening with Nakamura and Cesaro and <laughs> Everything else. And Elias being a face, which can't stand. But that aside, we're going home to Royal Rumble, Nick. And we're going home with Daniel Bryan staring at a bloody contract. That was our final image. Going into Royal Rumble, I thought it was a pretty strong one. Although they didn't really build up the Royal Rumble match that much, which is interesting. They didn't really build up. They didn't do any of those like big brawls where everyone's getting thrown over the top. They're like, if that happens on Sunday, he's going to be eliminated. They did it a couple of times with like actual matches, but no big brawls, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, but Nick, you know what? You want to do this all show? Let's not let's not wait anymore. Let's do it right now. Let's get patrons get your get your pens out. Everybody else. Hang on to your seats. It's time for the Royal Rumble Pick'ems.
0: I've been fantasy booking in my head for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also been patron, so you know I've been on, working diligently on writing Nick Booking 2.0 for your bonus episode. Hopefully we get to it this month. It's the 25th, and I'm going, oh, I don't know if I can get to that answer. But, Come on,
1: man! Come uh, I'm, on! I'm
0: going to power through. I'm going to power through. There's a lot of wrestling to watch and a lot of writing to do, but I'm I'm trying my best not to let my crazy fantasy world nick booking bleed into actual pickums that I need to win. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is going. This is a tough show, man. I, I this is have to be. This is supposed to be my victory lap, coming back from my awful showing at Survivor Series. This plays into and my you- strengths. <laughs> oh, I know. This is like the crazy show. But now, so I. Uh, this is how bad it's gotten, Nick. I went, sh- I went and checked Vegas odds for this show. And there's almost no matches that are clear-cut matches. Nope. Like, even Vegas is like, yeah, we re- we're not pretty sure. Like We no, don't have a
0: clue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Becky's favored, but not by much. You know, that kind of thing. So across the board... This is going to be a bloodbath in the pick'ems. Uh, And we get a lot riding on the line ourselves because, yep. obviously, this could be the time that if a patron beats both of them, it could be the first time a patron beats both of us on this one. There's a lot up in the air. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of unpredictabilities. And they do tend to like to swerve you around Royal Rumble season. And you don't really know where they're going because it's WrestleMania season. Like, what are their plans for WrestleMania? We don't know yet. We're not going to know. Royal Rumble's done. Okay, it's just a straightaway to WrestleMania fast lane or whatever that, whatever they do between a road bump, whatever they do between now and Mania, you're pretty much going to know what they're going to do. Yeah, Rumble, man, it's up in the air. So, Nick, let's do this. First match, Sheamus versus Chad Gable. Of course, we don't call him Shorty G because that name is outlawed here yeah. on Busted Wide Open. Sheamus versus Chad Gable. Cut uh, another promo on him on SmackDown. This has pretty much been a bunch of Sheamus promos with one... Chad Gable attack on Sheamus. What's happening here, Nick?
0: I don't know. This is one of those big <laughs> coin flip things. I could make arguments for either uh, one of them winning. Um, but I... Sheamus' return, does he need the win? Chat, Shorty, Chad Gable, Shorty G, has this whole new gimmick, this whole new package. Yeah. Does he need to prove that as a, even as a Shorty G, he can beat the big Celtic warrior? Does he beat the bully here, or does it go on... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm struggling. It, this is
1: one of those matches where I could easily see see it going either way, depending on what Sheamus' place is in the company right now, if he's supposed to be getting over guys like Chad Gable. If Chad Gable isn't quite there yet, and they want to have him have a longer program with Sheamus, where he's going to fight upwards, and Sheamus takes it here, this could go either way just based on where Vince's mind is.
0: This is going like, to get a be- very low number on my prop bet for the pickums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Uh, here you go. I'll make my pick though. Uh, I think Chad Gable gets the win here.
1: Okay, and I'm going to take Seamus. Uh, I think they need to put him over here. Just otherwise, what the hell is he coming back for? I
0: understand, I, and I I am I am very inclined to make that very obvious decision, but I feel like there's a reason they put the big Celtic Warrior with Shorty G, and they've had they've had him cutting promos on Chad him Gable. consistently. Chad Gable. Chad Gable cutting Gable. promos on him consistently for the last 2 to 3 weeks Chad Gable's going to get the victory here to prove that he can compete with the big guys.
1: Yeah, I just I just think that uh if Sheamus loses this one then he's going to be like he's on his way out. Like nah. it's we're on we're on He'll the goodbye fine. tour for Sheamus. Yeah, be fine. See. Andrade San Almas versus Humberto Carrillo for the US Championship. Mm. Uh this does Again. Carrillo take it? Same very thing. close.
0: Same thing. Close I have no idea. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll I, again, I pick. can make the argument for either one. I know we got to pick. I'm going to pick Andrade to retain. I am as well.
1: Uh, I also think it's too soon to take that title off of Andrade. However, if they do take that title off him and put it on Carillo, th- that's a marked man. Yeah. They're they're definitely uh, we know better what they think about Carrillo. I just don't think he's there yet. I think Vince is going to say, no, he's got some more way to go. I want to invest more in Andrade. Um, I think he's going to put more in, uh, in Andrade's bank and show that he can beat baby faces and, and make him more of a heel. Yep. So I, I, I definitely think Vince, I, I'm leaning on the side of Vince is putting money on Andrade. Yep. Also because Charlotte. Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Falls count anywhere. Both guys are in the Rumble match later, which is intriguing. Uh, this is where I think Nick Booking has to start kicking in, my friend. What you got going on? Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns. Falls count anywhere.
0: I try to think more about how it's a Falls Count Anywhere match and who does that favor. I think that favors Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin wins here.
1: All right. I I, I again. also
0: have a little sneaky suspicion, even though he's not my pick, that he need that he's going to take the loss here to go do something else later.
1: Well, they've been and promoting where, the
0: shit out of that incessantly. So
1: this is where my booking comes in because right. I've got thoughts on the Rumble itself. And I feel like Roman is going to pick up the win in the Falls Count Anywhere match, but then Corbin will come in to cost him the Rumble later.
0: Okay, I like Uh, that
1: booking. Yeah, so that because it's it's Roman and Brock at the top in the Vegas odds. Like it's those guys nearly neck and neck for who's going to win the Rumble, and depending on what what uh, betting site you go to, it it switches over. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I definitely
0: think that uh, it's like Roman the Yankees win to win the World Series. You know, of course, it's going to be the highest <laughs> odds. Safe, safe bet. right?
1: Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend. Is this when The Fiend shows that he is weak and Daniel Bryan has his number in this Universal Championship strap match? Or does Daniel Bryan get murdered?
0: I think he's going to get completely wasted.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to think so, too. I think they're going to keep The Fiend strong.
0: I'm looking at this going, in. this is going to be about a four- to five-hour pay-per-view. The men's and women's Royal Rumble matches are gonna be an hour to an hour and a half each. It's about three hours that gives you I'm looking at this I think it could be a complete squash. Just to shut down any potential that anybody could take on the fiend, especially the one of the littlest guys in the company. You know? Yes, I watched him ascend evolution at WrestleMania thirty and win both championships. Yes, I understand he's an enigma. He's special, he's different. He's not like other smaller wrestlers. I get. He's, it.
1: he's not like he's not like most girls.
0: Yeah. The the but, fiend is going to come out and absolutely murder Daniel Bryan. I
1: I think it might Daniel Bar- he, he'll put up a bit of a fight, but yeah, fiend yeah. as well. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Oh, this one's tough,
0: especially no, for this week. This one's easy for me. This is okay. the easiest well, one on the card, frankly.
1: SmackDown Women's Championship match. Who do you have here, it Bailey might or Lacey?
0: Even get my highest confidence point bet.
1: God damn!
0: Really, Lacey Evans is winning this one.
1: Mm. I'm not gonna lie; I'm not confident on this pick at all. But I think Bailey is retaining. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wish I could give you a better explanation, but it's just a gut hunch.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think I don't think they're strapping Lacey just yet. I think she's got a little bit more to chase. If they do put it on her, um, dear God, what are you gonna do with Bailey? With uh, Bailey and yeah, she's done. Maybe, maybe Lacey gets it and Sasha chases her.
0: Yeah. That would I'm be thinking. the only
1: thing I could think. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite possible.
0: That's exactly what uh, I'm thinking. Sasha's about due is, to be back, and she's going to be next.
1: This is getting low confidence points from me.
0: Mm,
1: okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy with my pick here, but then again, I'm not happy with most of my picks in the Royal Rumble this year. So, hey, what are you going to do? Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. The one woman that Becky can't beat is Asuka who do you have? with us? one year after Asuka tapped out Becky at last year's Royal Rumble. Who do you have here? Asuka. Really? Really. Wow. See, this is, this is tough because this is also going to be like what happens in the Women's Royal Rumble. If Becky loses to Asuka here, it's because they have some program for her going to WrestleMania. If Becky wins here, it's because whoever wins the Women's Royal Rumble might have something to do with, with Becky, might be gunning for her. Uh, Or there's another program they have ready to go for Becky, for for Mania. Uh, Whether that's Ronda Rousey coming back, which has been rumored, Shayna Baszler getting called up and winning the Rumble, um, and then saying, hey, Becky, you never beat me. So there's a number of things they could do here. I think think Becky's winning here. I think they're going to keep the belt on her all the way to Mania. She's going to run all the way to Mania um, with the belt and face whoever then. But uh, yeah, I think I think Oscar's her last hurdle, and the way they've built this up, I think they need to give Becky this win. So
0: I like everything Follow- you just said. I just have a different perspective, yeah. and it's That's- it's it's bordering on Nick booking madness. But you know, <laughs> I think I think I think Oscar is going to win, and I'll explain the rest after we do the next pick.
1: Well, let's do the next pick: Women's Royal Rumble. Who do you have winning the Women's Royal Rumble? Shayna Baszler. That's a strong choice, my friend. I don't think that you're entirely wrong.
0: And I think we're going to see face Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. in the lead up to what? Mania. What? Yep. What? She's going to be the hero that comes up out of NXT, and you know, I think they're going to have her working against Oscar.
1: All right, you had me for a second, and then you completely went off the rails. That train left the track, went falling off the bridge in a cloud of flame and smoke. What the hell are you talking? Face Shayna Baszler? Face Shayna Baszler. Yep. Have you not ever watched a single thing that Shayna
0: Baszler has done? I'm, Who is she yep. going to be? You that's have why I Becky? said it bordered on netbooking Booking Madness.
1: Bordered on? Bordered, that's the capital. <laughs> uh, oh, my
0: God. No, the capital was Donna being the new car Out of your oh,
1: – that's not <laughs> – that's the slum outside the capital. <laughs> oh, All right, no, I, uh, listen. I think there will the be, Kowloon, there will be a slow transition. That's
0: the city of Nick Booking. There, there will be the slow transition. Sure, she will. W- I think she'll win the Royal Rumble. They'll, it'll take some time to get that to happen. There will be some face-offs between her and Asuka. Right? She's going to challenge her. She's going to come out, and we're going to have this build-up between now and Mania. But I think ultimately, Shayna lands in a face position to go up against Evil Kana. and I and I. It, that's where that's where my head's at.
1: Ah! The two former
0: NXT champions going at long you're, time, going I at mean, each other. That I mean, That shit writes itself. What? Be- I'm I'm bored. How of, does your I, mind I, listen, work? How I'm bored you know, of Becky Lynch right now. You're I'm, not I'm even a stoner. Like how do you come up with this? I'm I'm just oh I'm god. bored with Becky. I don't I, Becky Becky's Becky. I've seen enough Becky. I've seen Becky for the last. Oh my months. god! I'm bored. I want something new. You're out of you're out of your mind. Uh, maybe you're out. Okay. I, I'm I'm about
1: to when, end When Oscar so.
0: when Asuka wins the title tomorrow night and Shayna wins the rumble, we'll talk Tuesday.
1: Okay, we'll talk, buddy. <laughs> yes, we sure will. Oh, I can't wait to talk Tuesday. Uh, Good lord. Right. I'm not confident with my picks, but I'm confident that ain't happening. Face Shayna's coming up to face evil Asuka at wrestling. What? What with with Becky Lynch and Charlotte both out there making them tons of money they're going to go with that? Get out of here. Get out. Get the good god. Uh, Women's Royal Rumble, I am also it's Charlotte or Shayna. Unless Ronda Rousey surprise comes su- comes back and surprises us all and wins it uh, to face Becky. Like but we have heard not a peep from Ronda's camp. They were they asked about Ronda back in December. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie both said separately that she will be back at some point, but there's no timetable for when, which of course means absolutely nothing. But she does have a contract until 2022, 23, I believe. So she's got a few more years on her contract. So it's just a question of if we have a surprise Ronda return and Ronda comes back and wins it all, or if they call up Shayna, Shayna wins it, or if they just decide to be boring and Charlotte wins it and we all just kind of throw our hands in the air and go, whoop-de-doo! Uh, I'm going to go with I, – I think that to pick Ronda would be irresponsible because there's no totally. sign that she's coming back. No. But I will say if she does come back and win it, I'm not mad at that. Um, it sucks If she came woman, back
0: for a spot and got tossed out fifth or something like that, fine.
1: She's not – Nick, she's not coming – if she comes back, she's winning the damn thing. No, she's, not, no, she's not, not winning. Guaranteed, if, Royal, if Ronda Rousey is in the Royal Rumble, the only way she loses is if Shayna tosses her. That's it. Shayna is the only person who's taught there. Charlotte ain't gonna toss Ronda Rousey and win it. uh. they're like, not even there that crazy. Ronda Rousey is getting paid way too much money for them to put Charlotte over her in the Rumble. If Ronda's coming back, Ronda wins the Rumble. Period. Hard stop. But that's a that's a big chance to take for me to to, to bet on that Ronda's coming back. I'm gonna go more for the the horse that's in the stable, and that's one of the four horsewomen, and that's Shayna Baszler. So I too am I'm picking Shayna just nowhere near for the ridiculous reasons that you are men's royal rumble nick before I, I lose my lunch men's royal rumble over here who do you have this is this is where stuff's going to get interesting mhm as if it hasn't already men's royal rumble who in the world do you have winning this thing
0: dominic i'm kidding drew mcintyre
1: man i almost came through this tv screen at you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, oh. uh, Drew McIntyre for sure, real for sure, for sure, for sure. Full show. You have high
1: confidence bets on that?
0: I don't know yet. I have to see how I, <laughs> uh, we've only got <laughs> eight matches. Pick, so how I, are I, they I, breaks I'm, down? Like, what am I going to do with eight points? Like, I'm I'm already doing low confidence bets on at least three of those, and I'm just I going. Said
1: this is gonna be a bloodbath.
0: Shit! I have to put points. Okay, I'm I'm pretty confident in, in my choice for Drew McIntyre. I am very low confidence on my Shayna Baszler pick. Uh, I'm very high confidence on the Drew McIntyre pick. Yes.
1: All right. (laughs) Go for it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking Brock Lesnar. And and my reason for it is simple. I believe in Paul Heyman. And when a guy like Paul Heyman knows every word that leaves his mouth, he's made a, a whole lifetime off of working people, off of creating angles, creating booking, keeping kayfabe, keeping consistency. When he uses that line of his, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. It's always special. He doesn't use it when Brock loses. When Brock lost to Seth, when, he, when any of those, he doesn't use it then. He only uses it when what he says comes true. And it's one of his little ways of working the crowd and tweaking them. Where they go, oh, yeah, Paul, sure, it's a spoiler. No, there's no way Brock's actually gonna win this. But every time he uses it, it comes true and it's actually a spoiler and not just him running his mouth. Now, at some point, at some point, I fully believe that Paul will spend that money. He will spend that cachet that he's built on that phrase and on that uh, over the years. He'll spend that and really swerve us. And he'll say that for a big Brock moment he's and it won't it. happen. He's doing it right
0: now and you're you're
1: he's, biting. He's not doing it for this of all things. This is not the time. He's going to spend it at a WrestleMania. He's going spend it, to spend it at a retirement match or something where like we just absolutely, there's no way we can believe that Brock's going to lose and then he's going to spend it. There, he's not losing years of building this thing up for this Rumble. And if he does, If he does, Nick, I will be beyond shocked that someone like Paul Heyman would be, would would lose that many years of work over something like this, but just a rumble. Do you know what I mean? Like I will be completely shocked. Um, do I think Brock should win the rumble? No, I think it's a stupid idea. But then again, there's been a lot of things they've done with Brock. I think are stupid ideas. I think the crowd is going to crap all over it if Brock wins. Mm-hmm. But then again, he won Money in the Bank, and they crapped all over it, and they didn't
0: care. We've cr- pretty so, much crapped all over everything Brock's done in the last few years. Yeah, and they don't care. They don't. Care. They
1: do not care. So they they love that heat that it gets. Um, if someone's going to get booed out of the building for winning the Rumble, they love it if it's Brock. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm here to be the bearer of bad news. I, I am very confident. Where's your
0: gavel? <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. It's around here somewhere. I think I lost Barrett. it. Yep. Uh, I am very sure, Like just based on the fact that I've watched Paul Heyman for decades, and that guy does not say things he doesn't mean. He has a point behind saying things. Um, even like I remember when he was talking about, he had that one speech where he said, what if Brock took the Undertaker streak? And he put that, he planted that seed in everyone's mind of like Undertaker was concussed. He didn't know where the hell he was. What if Brock went into business for himself? Who was going to tell him no? Who's going to tell Brock no? The only people that knew the outcome of that match were Taker, Brock, Paul, and Vince. That's it. Who's going to say otherwise if Brock took the streak? And who could have stopped them? And afterwards, why would they want to say that Brock went into business for himself? They've got to go with it. And he planted that seed because Paul is always working he's always thinking he doesn't say things without knowing what he's doing he's not going to use up this beautiful little gem of a phrase that he's built for years to try and trick us because kane velasquez might come along and he might mess with brock but paul said brock is entering at one and winning the rumble not a prediction a spoiler he said that specifically so, I have to believe Paul. I have to. Okay. Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble. <sighs> it scares me to say it because Paul's freaking me out with this shit. But, I, yep, I got to believe Paul Heyman.
0: I-, I feel sorry for you, man. It's not happening.
1: <laughs> I'm pulling that clip. If Brock wins, I'm pulling that clip right there of you, Nick, going, oh, you poor bastard, believing Paul Heyman. How could you – Oh, you poor sad bastard. I'm going to pull the clip of you being like, oh, face Shayna Baszler's coming up and facing Heel Oscar at WrestleMania. Let's see who's winning those pickups. Good and, God. And
0: just for the folks that aren't in the chat and that aren't watching it on YouTube right now, my reason for that position is I feel like, in my heart of hearts, that at some point, as much as we love them, we have to move on beyond the four horsewomen of NXT. There's going to have to be other people that we strap and that we surround our product with or that we anoint to the top constantly. There's going to have to be more than four people. And yes, we're seeing a little bit from Lacey. We're seeing some good stuff from Asuka. It's kind of about it. Like there's going to have to be others that come along beyond those four. And I feel like they might, with this, if Shayna does come up, If Shayna does do really well, and hell, if she does win the Royal Rumble, they might be in the best position they've had since to have two other women that weren't part of that initial crop of NXT that could do that. And and they've got three to four months to make us believe before we ever get to mania. And and I'm, I'm, again, still skeptical but optimistic that we can move. And I say this as genuinely as possible. I I love Charlotte. I love Becky. I love Bailey. I love Sasha Banks. At some point, there needs to be more than that in the women's division.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And, that, and they need some more talent. I feel like Naomi may come back. Uh, outside possibility, Nia Jax may come back during the Rumble this year. I don't think either of them are winning it, but it's possible. Um, I'm, I'm getting called out in the chat for getting worked by Paul. Uh, I'm also getting some support. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. But uh, I, I will say this. Hey, I will fully take it on the chin if Paul works me here and, and if Brock doesn't win, and I've gotten worked by Paul, and he did spend that coin here. Fair game. Wrestling is about working the people that watch it. And if they worked me here, then, hey man, they are, got me. Are we going to get another
0: 10 minute diatribe go. about how you got worked and why he did it and all that kind of stuff? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It'll just be, t- be 10 minutes of me going over here. Drew McIntyre won. Drew McIntyre won. <laughs> Drew McIntyre won. He's going to beat the Fiend. He's going to
1: beat the Oh, my God. It's going, this is going to be, ladies and gentlemen, one way or another, this is going to be a very dark show on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of drinking at my house tomorrow. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, there's going to be pins and needles. But, Nick, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm shook right now. All right, right, got to shake it off because we guys still got more to talk about. There's still more to talk about this week, Nick, because there was a, a pay-per-view from NWA. Hard times, baby, hard times. Let's talk about hard times.
0: I Full disclosure, I have not watched Hard Times yet. I am anxious, to, uh, but we had to prep for the show today, and I wanted to make sure I got every, all, my, all my wrestling watched for the week and was ready to talk about everything else today, but I have heard nothing but good things so far about Hard Times, uh, and I'm very excited to watch it tonight after uh, Worlds Collide. So I'll be in the chat watching it if you guys are in the Discord want to hang out later. Um, those of you in chat right now, those of you listening, probably it's probably past. but yes, uh, definitely will be watching uh, Hard Times tonight because we had a big old match with Trevor Murdoch facing Question Mark, <laughs> which <laughs> I was the show. really looking forward to. I wanted to see how this would <laughs> work. And so this I, is how I haven't seen it, but I'm dying.
1: So if you haven't seen it and you want to keep uh, keep your ears virginal, then hang out for a second, sing the Flintstones song, turn us off for about five minutes, because I'm going to run through all of the outcomes of these matches. Uh, we did have the new TV title uh, on the line in a tournament. There's a TV title tournament went on, Nick. You had in the first round, Trevor Murdoch took out, question mark, and Dan Moff defeated Zicky Dice, one of my favorite new names in wrestling. Well, it's not new, but it's one of my favorite names in wrestling, Zicky Dice. Uh, Ricky Starks beat Matt Cross, uh, in, a, in a lovely match, actually, all these matches were about six minutes. Um, uh, what? What was it? it? Was they were six minutes and five seconds? Because that was like the pre-run time of NWA back in the day. Like I forget what exact. There was some like way they were honoring old NWA, and I, I, I apologize for not having that in front of me right now. I I feel like I have let you all down, but uh, there was a purpose behind the time limit of the matches. Just Google it, um, and then also. On the first round, Tim Storm was fo- he was supposed to face Ken Anderson, but Ken Anderson wasn't there. Uh, they said that it was due to injury. Let's see, what did they actually officially say? Now they said it was that he he wasn't there. We 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 don't know if he no showed. We don't know if because he announced that he was going to be uh, part of the TNA Impact show during WrestleMania weekend. They're reforming Aces and Eights. Um, Uh, So, yeah, I don't know if he's in trouble, but he wasn't there. So, Tim Storm got a pass in the first round. Okay. So, second round, Trevor Murdoch, Dan Moff, Ricky Starks, and Tim Storm. Trevor Murdoch took out Dan Moff. Ricky Starks took out Tim Storm in a nice little match, but I was shocked by that because Tim Storm was my pick, but it makes sense they're giving him a really long babyface story. And ultimately, Ricky Starks... Uh, that point made total sense. Ricky Starks is your new first television champion, beating Trevor Murdoch in the finals. The man with the mouth. Uh, he's got something to crow about now. So Ricky Starks, baby. Mm. He's got he's got the title and your mom. Eli Drake and James Storm overcame Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, aka the Rock and Roll Express, and Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer, aka Wildcard, and they are your new tag team champions. Uh, if you look now at basically where NWA started when Power started on on YouTube, they really highlighted Ricky Starks. They really highlighted the fact that Eli Drake was there. They highlighted James Storm. They highlighted those guys a lot. They gave them a lot of promo time. They made them seem special. Now they're all champions. So it seems like they definitely had this plan going for a while. That they wanted to get all these guys strapped. They had to come up with a story where Storm and Drake both said, well, we don't need to go for the big titles. We can go for the tag titles instead. And sure enough, it worked out. Um, Once again, though, two singles guys that have gone into tag team uh, business for themselves and have won the titles. But once again, that's part of the story of the whole thing is that they're singles guys and they came together and made it happen. So I was not mad at that outcome. I'm curious where they're going to go from here. Uh, Certainly some good promos to come out of that. But the highlight of the whole show... There were some more good matches, but the highlight to me was Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay. Allison Kay, the champ going into this, uh, was not the champ coming out. She and, uh, she and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay had an absolutely baller match. If there's one thing to watch on this show, it is this match. It's Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay. Uh, absolutely incredible. Better than any woman's match that has ever been on AEW. Uh, so Nick, if you watch the show for any
0: reason, Check it out for the women's match. What show are we talking about? I'm sorry. I know you had to. You had to
1: evacuate. You said you to go there. away
0: and sing the Flintstones song. I, I listen. I don't want to know any of this stuff. I I, <laughs> I am I'm I'm genuinely serious when I say I'm very invested to see NWA one of S, NWA's first big pay per views like this, and I, I'm. I'm I want to see how they did. So, I, la, la, la. Flash Man of flash All right. Yeah.
1: Thunder Rosa, Allison Kaye was amazing. Good. Great match. Fantastic match. Um, I only question I had coming out of this is I wonder if Kaye dropped the belt to Thunder Rosa. Not just because Thunder Rosa is great, but maybe she dropped it because she dragged Tessa. And they don't want to be associated with that kind of uh, drama. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that's not the case because you should be uh, uh, able to call out people that – do crap like that right. without any repercussions. Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Aaron Stevens who was the national champion, but it was by DQ. Of course it was. Uh, all, kinds of, all, scented, all, all kinds of all kinds of kerfufflery <laughs> at the end of this match. But uh, it was Scott Steiner and he looks like dude he looks like superstar Billy Graham. He shaved the top of his head. Oh, he looks like superstar Billy Graham only with like the Kofi Kingston chest. <sighs> uh and finally nick aldis defeated flip gordon in what i can only call a showcase match it was it was fine it was a fine match it really served no purpose because uh you've got Aldous heading towards marty scroll right now yeah. flip is just kind of there so i feel like
0: good for flip for being a that, good sport you know
1: yeah i just feel like that match just kind of was there to fill time the real reason to watch the show was uh the tv title tournament and that thunder rosa allison k match but uh overall good pay-per-view for 20 bucks
0: yeah couldn't be, couldn't be mad at it. Nice. So
1: that is NWA hard times. Thank hard you. times, baby.
0: And I'm glad uh, I missed yeah. some of that because I'm looking forward to watching it later. I'll be uh, chatting with you guys on Discord uh, later tonight. But, Ian, uh, we have to close out the show here with what Sean Clark has dubbed our moment of positivity. Mm. So if you had to pick one thing, Sir Ian Dangerous, what was the one thing that made you... Happy this week. That happened in Keith, the world of professional wrestling.
1: Keith Lee winning the, the title, man. That's just easy.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Come on. Keith Lee getting the North the North American championship. That's oh, there's I, I wept. you had man tears? I, I wept. He's
0: all wow. grown up now. He's got a title now. <laughs> that's my <laughs> oh, boy, you go get him, boy. Oh, you go get him, Keith.
1: <laughs> you go get him, Keith. That's my boy. You get those title. you get that gold. You get that Roman Reigns fist bump. You certain You get that movies. Triple H point. You there's, get that point from Triple H.
0: There's certain movie, movie movies that I can't watch, like uh, Remembering the Titans or Hoosiers or anything like that. I I can't watch sports movies because I I get I become clipped. But this was go one of those moments. Where and, I was go like, out get there and against get one for against the all odds, against the distractions right. of the Undisputed Era, he still pulled it off and just ah! <laughs> he did it. Oh my oh God, he did it. You're like, yeah,
1: I can't watch sport movies. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm like, I can't, you yeah, know, I can't really watch a Serbian film. It's a little too far for me. I just can't quite watch. And you're <laughs> <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, I just can't really watch that one. Yeah,
0: nine and a half weeks know. or any of that those kind of '80s kind of movies. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, mine's pretty easy. It's the it's the Jericho moment. It's it's the, oh yeah, it's, it's achieving the that legendary status ee. of the crowd singing the chorus of Judas and when he comes out. Just everything, yeah. man. That whole On his cruise as the champion, top of the promotion, yeah, the year that he's had. We were talking about Moxley's year, but Jericho uh, it might be the only person that has surpassed his year. And frankly, Cody and the Young Bucks. Like, look at what Jericho and Moxley have done, even inside of the company that we should be the most proud of with Cody and the Bucks and and Kenny, I should say as well. But yeah, Jericho, Jericho, them singing the the chorus to Judas was as and him giving that little, little hat tip to the crowd on his cruise was definitely my, that made me the, he <laughs> gave me a little chuckle.
1: What's that gift with the mountain, like the hairy mountain man, just kind of like like yep. a little nod. Yep. 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 Oh, yep. Yeah. There, there was both of our moments, interestingly enough, being happy for other people and their success. Nick. And, and I think that that was definitely yep. something that, that was very prevalent this week. Is like, you know what, man, good for them. Really? Like genuinely good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, <laughs> Jericho and I have had our issues in the past, but I can
0: still be happy for the man.
1: I still respect him. I still, res- well, I lost a little bit of respect, but I still have, I still got the love, man.
0: Yeah. still got the love for the Y2J. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all. Our- oh, no, wait. We're oh. not done just yet. We've got just oh, enough God. time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep.
1: Oh, well, I almost put this in our NXT section, but Nick. Uh, the, apparently, the NXT Women's Championship is now just called the NXT Championship.
0: Wait, there's already an NXT Championship. I know,
1: but this is another NXT Championship. It's is this, just is this only the Women's women. Division
0: NXT Championship?
1: No, it's just the NXT Championship. It's, yep. just, it's just for women. But right. it's not the NXT Women's Championship. It's just the NXT Championship now.
0: I have some theory crafting you know? around that, but I'll save that for another show because we got about three minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then I, I won't get into it too much either other than to say, like, it seems kind of strange. Like, how do, you, how do you define which championship is which now? It's like saying I've got two pizzas. Okay, which pizza is which? Well, one has pepperoni, one doesn't. Okay, so you have pepperoni pizza and a not pepperoni pizza. No, I just got two pizzas. No, you have a... What? Come on! Unless it's, gonna, unless it's not going to be just held by women, what's the... What? I don't get it, Nick. Somebody explain. Somebody explain to me here. And I know maybe I'm, maybe I'm not being politically correct. Nick. Someone explained to me the logic.
0: I think it's uh, fine. Whatever.
1: It's, of course it's fine. It's not, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to you know, pull my hair out over it. It's not the end of the world. Just, I understand, also understand why they did it in the sense of political correctness. But at the same time, I'm also kind of like, oh,
0: <laughs> In the shade okay. of Becky Lynch coming out and saying that it didn't need to be there, that, that- – was that foreshadowed that change coming. And we also saw Tessa recently in an intergender world championship match whenever. And I agree. I've always had the question in the back of my mind is like, why do we have the distinction for women's championship and, and, and women's division and, and not why, call it the why don't we call it the NXT men's championship and the, well, NXT that's, men's I think division. that seems
1: that makes more sense to me. If it's a division where only men can win the title, it should be the men's division and then if only women can win the title, it's a women's division. Yeah. If they want to be, you know, non-gender binary, you don't have a trans person working for you. Why do you care? Right. If Ni- if Nyla Rose was working in WWE, it would make more sense, but it doesn't. Are you planning on it at some point? Maybe. If so, all right, fine. But yeah, at this point it's it's confusing to me. I I somebody explain. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan all his shirts now will be made out of organic cotton and recycled materials about five plastic bottles a shirt apparently uh, he was a man, it was a mandate by him he started feeling really bad about all this merch that he was selling and uh, not being good for the planet and Daniel Bryan being the kind of planet focused man that he is decided to do something about it and he worked with WWE so that every one of his shirts that he sells a tree will be planted and obviously uh, recycled material will be used to make that shirt, so buy a Daniel Bryan shirt, and it's okay for the planet. Brian Cage, our boy, unfortunately, is not going to sign with anybody right now because he's got a torn bicep, so he's got to go surgery. They're saying six months. He says he wants to be healed quicker than that, but he will not sign anywhere. He's had he said he's had offers from a lot of places. His Impact uh, uh, contract is up. But he's not signing anywhere until he can start right away, and that's going to be after he's healed. So no Brian Cage going anywhere talk because he's not going anywhere until that man is healed up.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, the Super Card of Honor, which is going on on WrestleMania weekend, is just getting stacked, Nick. They added another couple of big names. Nick Aldis and Amazing Red will be there. Uh, they've already scheduled. Listen to these names. Jay White, El Fantasmo, Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, Will Osprey, Rocky Romero, all of Villain Enterprises, which is PCO, Marty Skrull, Brody King, and Flip Gordon. Uh, La faction Ingobernable, which is Rush, Dragon Lee, Kenny King, and Amy Rose. Uh, you've got Select Session, Mar- Session Moth, Martina, Jeff Cobb, Jay Lethal, Mark Haskins, PJ Black. And they're going to announce more. That show is just ridiculous. Like it's Chimper January. You've got three months Indeed. to
0: continue booking people. Holy smokes. Yeah. Way to get a ahead of more.
1: it. Crazy. That's a, that's a lot of people. <laughs> wow. Speaking of PCO... Uh, P.C.O. this week was on a uh, Canadian talk show. Uh, it was on T.V.A. Sports called D.M.D. It was uh, Dave Morissette. I don't know what the other D stands for, but it's D.M.D. and P.C.O. came on the show. Dave Morissette started getting lippy, laid hands on P.C.O. and his manager D. Destro, and ate a choke slam through his desk for it. This legit pissed off a lot of people, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> legit pissed off a lot. Of I guess don't know what wrestling is. Right. Like, oh, there he. Uh, PCO responded Morissette wanted to put the belt around his waist Destro was just protecting the title Morissette started arguing with him When he put his hands on Destro I had an electrical malfunction I told him not to touch my manager PCO Monster Mania is running wild all over the world So yeah PCO (laughs) tried to murder a a Canadian TV host Oh, That's good stuff Uh, RIP To justice pain if you watch ccw around the turn of the century he was like king of the death matches back then uh he's also uh real name chris wilson he's he's nick gage's real life brother uh he passed away very young age of i believe 41 i lost the note but uh yeah so too young too young for justice pain to pass away so rest in peace my man Mm. um some very good death matches if you go back and watch uh ccw from about 18 years ago you can find some good justice pain stuff yeah uh ibushi kota ibushi we posted this in the group nick he's Uh, got the coronavirus
0: he's got (laughs) he's
1: got the bite uh he will not be on the new beginning u.s tour because he got type a influenza uh i think people pointed out this is a guy who used to shoot fireworks off of his chest he lands on his neck in awkward positions regularly uh, gravity can't kill him but apparently the, the influenza can lay him low. Either that they just don't want him to be contagious and giving people the flu all over the place which I suspect is more the case because yeah. it's a bushy. He's worked through worse than this. But he will not be on that US tour. So if you're looking forward to seeing him, I'm sorry. He will not be there but everyone else will be. Uh, looks like Rocky Romero is picking up some of his slack so uh, hopefully it will still be some very good shows. Uh, speaking of, of New Japan news, so I read an article, Naito finally gave a, fu- a full-length interview on NewJapan1972.com where he talked about uh, winning both belts at Wrestle Kingdom this year. It almost didn't happen, Nick. He actually had some uh, an issue with his eye where uh, he was having numbness and paralysis in his, in his right eye. Mm. So that whole thing about him holding his eye open, <laughs> actually, it wasn't because they made fun of him in Mexico, it was because he literally just couldn't open his eye. Uh, I kid, of course, but this is actually a lot more serious then I'm making it out to be. One of the muscles that held his, his eye in place was actually detached. And they had to go in there and do surgery without general anesthet- anesthetic. They had to go into his eye and basically tie these three muscles together so that he could have some sight out of his eye. Apparently, he was seeing two people uh, all through the G1 and into the fall. He was seeing three people and like three people at a time and had to like squint on most of his matches and uh, was able to sneak away during the uh, world tag league to get that fixed and barely they were. That's why they were up to the last minute. They had all kinds of options, uh, ready to go at wrestle kingdom in case Naito wasn't good to go. So that's how close it was to Naito. Not having that incredible moment at wrestle kingdom this year. So Mm. scary. That is scary. scary. Stuff is very scary. Uh, to our UK fans. If you watch AEW, uh, pay-per-views out there in the UK, your uh the ITV pay-per-view provider will no longer be hosting AEW pay-per-views. You probably have there's no official announcement yet. You'll probably have to go find it on Fight TV. But uh, ITV pay-per-view is dropping AEW over there.
0: Get the uh, AEW network streaming thing sorted out now. I feel like I've been saying right. it for a year. Do it. Come on, TNT. Come on, Tony Khan. Yep.
1: So I I at this point I'm I'm with you, but they just have to have more content to put up on there, otherwise. What's it there for? So they had to make some deals, Nick. Uh, but speaking of deals, Lance Archer to AEW? What? You're, you heard it here first. Lance Archer apparently is in very high-level talks to go to AEW. Uh, yes, Justin please. Barrasso of, Justin Barrasso <laughs> of Sports Illustrated announced that he believes that Lance Archer is in extremely high-level talks to go to AEW. Dude raised his profile Massively over the summer with the G1 and winning the US title in New Japan this year. So that could be a thing. That is a, you find like someone who could stand up to uh, Luchasaurus or uh, uh, Jake Hager any or anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a huge acquisition for AEW. And I, we're big fans of him here on the show. So you're Lance Archer to AEW. You may have heard Squeak. it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there
1: were <my laughs> nipples. And that was the news.
0: Thank you very much, Sir Dangerous, so and thank you guys for joining us. But hey, don't go anywhere. We are going to be doing our patron mailbag series episode number 16, I believe it is, right after this show. So if you're watching live on YouTube and want to see some more, hang out. We're going to answer all of our patrons' questions. And yes, anybody can watch. But if you, need to, if you would like to get your questions in for us to answer, that does require at least a $5 donation. We do limit it that way and keep things a little bit tame. Uh, But you can get your questions in every single week all throughout the month for just $5 a month. To do that, head over to patreon.com slash BWO and sign up for that or one of our other exclusive uh, reward tiers that you have over at patreon.com slash BWO. It is the best way to support the show. And thank you to all of our current patrons and good luck tomorrow in the patron Pickems challenge for the Royal rumble. You can find us over on Facebook at face, just search Facebook or busted wide open on Facebook, like our page and send us a join request to get into the discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones, where you'll also find links to our discord community and server. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can find it in the links be- in the description below, or if you're on OrbitalJigsaw.com, you can find it in the links under the post as well any of our episode posts you can find links to discord that is the place to be because we do live chats all throughout the week they're a lot of fun every show aew nxt smackdown raw ring of honor impact and dedicated chat channels for all pay-per-views including worlds collide tonight as well as Royal Rumble tomorrow, so make sure you get into the Discord as soon as possible. It is one of the bigger up and coming wrestling communities for watching shows together, and we really enjoy that side of it. And frankly, we don't—we're not beholden to Facebook anymore. Uh, and you keep Sheriff McDonald sane because you're not posting spoilers in the group. Please don't post spoilers in the group. I don't like angry Sheriff McDonald. Uh, you can also nobody find does. us on, Yeah, yeah.
1: nobody does. Oh, hat tip to the sheriff. Hat tip to yeah. the yeah, sheriff.
0: Yeah, hat tip to the sheriff. Uh, and he just wants to remind you that he still hates you all. You can also find us. Last but certainly not least, you can also find us here on YouTube, streaming live every Tuesday at eight PM Eastern and every Saturday at three PM Eastern. We have a YouTube channel, guys. Please come subscribe. Yeah. Uh, we're on that race to a thousand subscribers, and you can help us get there. We need your help. Head over to YouTube.com/slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you jingle that little notification bell as well, so that you get alerted anytime we go live. Or put up new content. But my <laughs> name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude, and I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at
1: Sir Ian Dangerous.
0: But my God, would somebody stop the damn back?
1: This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show
0: notes from each episode, check us out OrbitalJigsaw.com.